we're live. Right. A little music, Jimbo. Yeah. Oops. I sorry. I just realized I muted that because I was like, I'm going to be good tonight. Okay, that'll work. Oh, yay! This is something retro. So, welcome to a special edition of. The arcade hangout coming at you, at you, at you from Elon Musk's uh, satellite high in the sky, rotating around the earth. <laughs> yes, we are here with a bunch of friends that like to get together uh, every so often now and talk about uh, arcade uh, games and media and Disney Plus and all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, they don't care about the longest, that. Uh, we're still the longest running live arcade still, podcast thank you, on Gak. YouTube. Yes. Maybe not the most <laughs> beloved, but uh, <laughs> we've outlasted, outlasted a lot. We of are the underdogs. But the most but... unstructured show yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's on purpose. We just like to hang out. And since we all live in different parts of the United States, uh, it's still a way that we can get together even during COVID. Um, you know, we have our events, our arcade events that we would go to. And, you know, we, we miss doing those. But I think we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel for COVID and get together again soon Amen. but uh but yeah i'm really looking forward to that but uh for tonight we have uh true atari legends with us uh and then there's the rest of us and, <laughs> and some other say, people and too was, and i got dropped <laughs> in <laughs> ate a couple things the, the you know you might have heard too, of yeah um i'm not gonna go through game lists and stuff we'll, we'll save that for uh uh, for discussions and stuff, uh, what everyone's worked on, but uh, I'm going to hand this off to Lewis uh, to do some proper introductions to everybody that's here, and he and and thank you to Lewis too for uh, uh, working hard and gathering uh, these legends for us to uh, chat with because uh, we're big fans of everybody's work, and this oh. is just a really truly this special has been moment like for us. Months yes. in the works, yeah. maybe even a year, right, Lewis? You yeah, we talked about long. it a while ago too. So probably yeah, actually, a year or so, maybe longer. Pushing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so this is really great. Thanks, Mark, for the for the intro. Yeah. Um, so, uh, of course, everybody's from Atari. Um, it's it's been a, a a lot of fun getting getting a hold of each other and and talking. Some of you we've we've had on the show, and you've talked about your 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 projects and games and so forth. Um, and so let's let's do uh, like a hand wave uh, Ed log. I think uh, you're you're at the beginning of all this uh, Atari business, uh, at, at least on the on clock time uh, compared to everybody else. Um, and, no. and we'll we'll dive into games. I was gonna ask no, like everybody. Uh -oh. All right, let's start over. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. We're gonna go off. Welcome to episode 255. Take a drink. Take a drink. I told you guys I would mangle this. No worries. Change your so name as, back to Whiskey. Danger. As you read the name, maybe they can uh, uh, raise their hand and say hello, and then and maybe say what their favorite game is that they worked on. That's in the golden yeah. era, maybe. Crowning. That sounds like a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Favorite game of the golden era. Uh, so Edlog. <laughs> well, I joined Atari in 1978, and Owen Rubin was already there. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wasn't the first, but I'm probably one of the oldest guys here. I was like 30 years old when I did Asteroids, 31 when I did Asteroids, or when it was released. So I'm sort of the old man of there. There were a bunch of young kids running around when I joined. 
Great, Lewis. Now they're never going to want to come back on. Yeah. <laughs> as far as my favorite game goes, well, that's really tough. I, have, I mean, I like Centipede. I like the Astros. I like Gauntlet. I mean, it's really hard to pick. Well, that's a nice top three, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, we'll let it, we'll let that slide. Yeah, <laughs> ones you're taking to your desert island, right? <laughs> cool. All right, and then uh, moving on in no particular order, Ed Rockburn. That's a good order. Uh, <laughs> my favorite game that I worked on uh, from the early days of Atari would be Battlezone. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I'm very thankful to Ed Log for many things, but tonight, particularly because he saves me from being the oldest one here. <laughs> <laughs> I stole your girlfriend away, too, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, 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 this kind of stuff we're going to wow. hold off I was on. asking Come about on, you that guys. pre-show. Let's get actually. through the intros first. That, that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, oh, on the hour. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Wow. Zing. Already out the gate. <laughs> Raiding the Dr. Phil. <laughs> All right, so what was the favorite arcade of game that you created of the of the, the golden era, the you know, the classic era? Well, wait. You said Battlezone. Oh, he said Battlezone. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I was having a senior moment there for a second. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm old too, you know. <laughs> You're still talking to me? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, then next up at bat, uh, Owen Rubin. So I probably am the longest, the earliest person. I was like engineer number, programmer number four or five. Depends on where you fit Dennis Koble in. But um, uh, my favorite game is obviously Major Havoc. So yes. it, haunts, it haunts me to this day, and there is a new version <laughs> coming out. Hopefully, hopefully at California Stream this year. Have you heard anything? Yeah, about that, that? are they talking about the vaccines? Cool. Maybe. I, well, I, I watch Jess's check-ins on Get all the time and look at what he's doing. He's he wants to be done with it this year. He said so. <laughs> he's close. That's excited. Great. Promised then. All right, uh, and then we're going to jump to Peter Lipson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was there, the, the newer group coming in after these guys had been there for a while. Uh, several of us came in that year as 81. The, probably the, the most fun, or the, the game that I'm best known for probably is Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. And that was very cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the fun ones are that I re seem to remember the best are Shoes and uh, Relief Dude. Pitcher. Yeah. Those were pretty entertaining. Shoes. To work on. Love Shoes. Shoes is a, such an awesome game in the bar i just have to say because we played it in a tournament oh and it yeah. was so what fun a to perfect play. countertop awesome. yes. well, have to hear this. And that's exactly what we sh set out to do because you know arcades were going down a little bit um we were all getting older and hanging out in bars a lot and we wanted something that would work there so well you succeeded in, fact, in my eyes remember but, yeah. the online description is a game that can be played uh with uh let's see you're in with one well, hand, with a beer in yeah. one and after having two. So, after having two, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, kind of yeah. like darts. Exactly. That would have been yeah. great yeah. if it said that in the game, like in the attract mode. <laughs> here, here. Yeah. Cup holder. All right. And then uh, moving on, 
last but not least, Bob, uh, you're, you're the first person that found me of the Atari bunch. And I want to say thanks for that. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure knowing you for the last year. And please tell me your favorite game. <laughs> so I joined Atari in 84. Uh, and uh, I got to say Marble Madness is probably still my favorite Woo! game uh, that I worked on. Um, but uh, my favorite game outside of Atari was Robotron that Ed introduced me to. Because he had one in yeah. our lab area, and I spent hours playing that. But <laughs> pretty Marvel awesome Madness. game. Marvel Madness of mine, yeah, or and not mine even. I mean, Cerny, Mark Cerny designed it. I just you guys programmed had Atari games in Atari. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That we had to see what thing. the competitors were doing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> a lot of wasted time to playing those games. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, a lot of it, it research. Sorry. Yes. It's, it's not research. cheating if you enjoy it. Yeah. No. And if we're getting paid for it, it's research. I specifically, exactly. you know, being a beer drinker myself, I would have loved the research on shoes that, you know, needs to have a beer in one hand and playing the game with the other. Yep. Yeah. Can I do this? Yeah. How about yes. after two? <laughs> yeah. You tell Atari execs, okay, now to test this game, we're going to need a 12 pack of beer <laughs> <laughs> every day. I, I think by then we had a keg in the office. Oh, okay. <laughs> right up had a couple alley. of cots. Yeah. I would think you would need some cots to. Take <laughs> Did you really have a keg in the office? Yeah. Every Ooh. Friday. <laughs> Friday was what kind of beer? Very, yeah, because that was, was pre. What kind, Dave? Free. What other kind is there? <laughs> cold, <laughs> cold, cold and free. Yeah. Miller and whatever else. PBR. For sure. Yeah, they weren't right, getting a lot of micro Orange then. joined us. Um, so, uh, one of the questions that I had queued up was, uh, who worked together the longest out of the out of the five of you? Because there was a lot of people coming and going over the years, right? So who, who worked Owen and I. with each other? Yeah, I would say probably Ed and I. We actually shared an office with uh, one other person for quite a while, too. Dan Pliskin, yeah. Dan Pliskin. But then then uh, after I left Atari, I went to work sort of for Owen at Apple. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, but wait. After, after he came to work for me at Vidia. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, then, and then we worked together, uh, well, certainly at, uh, at IL, but... Um, innovative leisure, but is any anywhere in between? Probably no, no I don't know. I, I used to always say when I someone asked me for uh, references on a resume, they say, you know, someone you've worked with, a personal friend, and someone who worked for you. So I just give them Ed's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Bob Flanagan and I did uh, three games together. Actually, yeah, four, but one we killed, but we yeah. did three games together. So that was about yeah. over three years. Yeah. yeah. Not nearly. Zybots. Peter yeah. and I did uh, did uh, Fire Beast. My friend took over and and Blastroids. Uh, you know, I I have do have to say yeah. that when you had that screen behind you, Mucor looks way too much like the COVID virus. What <laughs> 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 the tree? Peter and I worked and together scary. too uh -huh. on a couple projects. Uh, yep. I mean, I didn't but, virtual Apple. Yeah. <laughs> We've known each other. Indiana Jones for the uh, for the NES, right? And I um, think that was one of your key testers on Relief Pitcher. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, John Solitz and I interviewed you too when you came in. So yeah, claim that's... some credit for getting you started here. <laughs> yeah, that was my I think my first real job interview, and I was scared all the heck. I wore a suit. I wore a suit to that interview, and they were like, "You too." So you almost didn't get hired because of the suit, <laughs> like the exact opposite of what you were hoping for. Is that when you wear like a pair of shorts under your pants just in case? Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Velcro tearaways. <laughs> no, one, no one told you otherwise, Bob. I mean, I remember when I was interviewing. I they I even I can't remember who was the president at the time. I got a call that said, if you, wear a, if you wear a suit, we're not hiring you. <laughs> so, oh oh Sorry. Don't come into the suit. <laughs> Terry, wow. so I was living in Chicago at the time. You know, I interviewed for Atari. And Steve Calfee, you know, after a phone interview, had, had flown out. And he was staying at a, the hotel at the airport, O'Hare Airport. And he asked me to come. And, you know, I just figured you wear a suit to an interview. I'm from the yes. stuffy Midwest. And I walk, you know, knock on his hotel room door, open it up. He's wearing blue jeans and a T-shirt. And I think what got me the job was the first thing I said to him before I said, hi, I'm Ed Rockford. I said, thank God. And I took my tie off and <laughs> put it on a chair. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Mike Alba interviewed me. And I don't remember, uh, since I worked at Control Data across the street at the time, I probably came over in a suit and tie. I'm trying to remember. I remember it was I was there when you interviewed. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember that though. I don't remember talking to you about. We're talking. About I didn't golf. get. I didn't. I wasn't on your interview list. No. No. Give us some interview questions. What did they ask? <laughs> the Fred <laughs> question. Mike Alba asked me because I just Fred question. I still the Fred use question. Black. Everybody asked the Fred question. <laughs> yeah. You guys. You guys speak sixty-five oh two. Ah. The Fred question. See, that was be, that was after I started. So. <laughs> That was so repeat uh, the Fred question. It was at, uh, somebody with a better connection to it. I'm missing and zero F XOR FF. What does that or yeah? Let's see. XOR yeah. How do you insert a couple of bits in there or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, insert four four bits. Oh, it's an exclusive the, the word. Low nibble into yeah. a, into a word or whatever from a memory location. Yeah. yeah. I always thought your license plate came from an interview question, Ed. No. <laughs> you guys know his license plate? Did he mention that? Uh, what's the license plate? It's uh, 2B or D4. 8-bit humor. Hexadecimal yeah. <laughs> humor. <laughs> to be honest, I've had it. Very, lit, very literate, too. Oh, I've very had it for about 35 years, and only three people have ever walked up to me and said, that's great. <laughs> not to be. Now you need a much longer license plate and a lot more Fs. <laughs> I was like the, uh, the the question. Actually, I thought it was called Fred. I I don't know who I got it from there. Where the the you write a, a function that re, that the input is a one or a two, and you have to return the opposite. Uh, you, and, that's right. We played that at work find you know there's like five five ways to accomplish that yeah using different language methods and then just make the person think about each of those things by removing features of the compiler or the processor <laughs> <laughs> you can't have any math 
No logic function. No if statement. No if statement. There you go. I like the one that says, "What's the uh, what's the fastest way to swap nibbles in a in a register?" Exclusive or sixty-five oh two. Yeah, exclusive or three times. No. Oh, in sixty-five oh two. Sixty-five oh two is the table lookup. Yeah. But well, that, 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 that there's right. there's also the nibble uh, the one where you 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 end <laughs> the value in the register with um, F zero. Yeah. And you shift the left once, and you load it, and you uh, bring it in again. So you've created a gap so that you can <laughs> through the carry. Didn't you so, guys get asked? Yeah. Didn't you guys get asked the question? What was the fastest way to clear a page of memory? That was one of the questions too. And being the smartass, I said, turn off the power. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, it doesn't clear memory. It just leaves memory in an unknown state. Mm. Ooh. Not until you turn it back on, though, Ed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's, it's like Schrodinger's cat. You know, is it alive or dead? Schrodinger's bits. Yeah, I like that. I think the best interview Everybody's question left. I was ever asked uh, was by Microsoft. And the, the question went, you're standing in front of a door and there are three switches on the wall and there's a light inside and you can do whatever you want with the switches. And then you can open the door and tell the, tell the guy which switch turns on the light. Oh, that's a good one. And I was a smart ass, and it turned out to be the right answer. <laughs> so, so what was your answer, Owen? So you turn on the first switch, you leave it on for about you know a minute, minute and a half. Turn mm. it off, turn on number two, open the door. If the light's on, it's number two. If right. the light's off and you touch it and it's hot, it was number one. If not, it's number oh, two. All right, that's clever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the heat thing. Okay. I have no idea what that had to do with being a computer programmer, but it was an interesting question. <laughs> It's just thinking so I, box, I, I think Peter is the only one of us still making games. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I used just to be shipped trying to uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what, Peter? Love all these years. Peter, what did yeah. you ship? I didn't hear that. Crash Bandicoot. Oh, oh the time one, right? So the, uh, yeah, the God, it's been a whole. Uh, it's it's about time, Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. Right, That's it. Right next to me. Yeah. And uh, it's here, supposed to got... be really good, but really hard. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't play it at all. And I, you know, but apparently you can that's, what, apparently that's what the people who like Crash, yeah, that's what it's like a Mark Cerny answer. People right? who, who want Crash. Is Brent involved in that, Peter? Or get not all done. I've, I've oh, is oh, Peter speaking? Peter's frozen or something. One. Uh oh, locked up. Losing internet for me. Yeah, we lost I'll you for a minute. Randomly here. Hang up and redial. Yeah, I'll respond randomly. <laughs> oh, you're, you're back. You're back. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Well, Peter, was Brent working with you on that, or were you working with? Yeah, Brent. Yes. Yeah, Brent is now my boss. <laughs> yeah, Brent, Brent is a guy we hired to Silicon Entertainment when with Moncrief's company. You know. Yeah. So. Rich, Ad Rich Adam was working on it too. Peter, where are you working? Toys for Bob. Ah. Yeah, another long heritage company. Paul Ritchie uh, and Fred Ford were working there. They're the Star Control guys. One of my favorite. One of my favorite PC games, or Apple games, or whatever. Star Control Two. 
still you can you can there's a version of it that'll run on modern computers out there there's an emulator for everything yeah i was gonna say what parts are you coding uh for crush benefit oh man uh, a thing like that I, I mean i guess by modern standards it's not huge uh but you know there's a hundred of us so Wow. By now, I'm not. There's, and it's also it's done on the Unreal Engine, so kind of just jack oh, of all sweet. trades on that thing. Yeah, it's Toys for Bob was always a studio that worked on scripting uh, engines anyway, so that a lot of the designers now they're pretty good. But in the early days too, you could get kids off the street, and within a month or within a week, they could be knocking out simple games. So that philosophy is still a little bit there. Ah, uh, JavaScript. <laughs> Scripting is fun. All the all the Sims games were based on either their own internal uh, scripting engine or eventually C sharp and then Python. Well, you remember Chris Crawford's game, uh, Legend of Saboot? No, I don't remember that. It was pretty obscure, but it was very cool. Saboot was a little alien who would, in his dreams, he'd go around the town and talk to other people, and then they'd play rock, paper, scissors in the day based on what they learned in their dreams. But you'd have conversations with a, a pull-down menu, you know, on the verb and the object, and you create sentences just by dragging out. And the scripting language worked like that. It, you didn't, couldn't, didn't have to type anything. You, it led you in the right direction. So, it was, you know, it was Fred Ford's very cunning invention, and that lasted wow. for, you know, probably 10 years or 15 years. They did a ton of the games in it. Not sophisticated for modern stuff, but it was good up till about 10 years ago. Peter, where are you in that picture of everybody standing in the office? I was wondering uh, the same thing. <laughs> oh, I was trying to find you in that picture. <laughs> Wait, I don't see the picture? Wait, on, picture? Your, on your front can someone pull it up? The Toys for Bob yeah. website. Oh, oh, can oh. someone share that? Well, I just want to point out to everybody here that, you know, Oh, oh, whoa. There we go. Oh, there oh, we go. There yeah. I'm just trying to find you in that picture that I can't see you in there. <laughs> uh, I see oh, come on. Nice see him. He's on the right side. Where's behind the guy with the reddish shirt. Right here. Right here. Back. Oh, there you oh, are. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do you know? He's being pointed oh, yeah. at. Very good. Uh, Who's the guy Between the two sound you? guys. Just follow, just follow the red shirt guy. That's He's pointing the sound, at you. one of the lead sound guys, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a guy named Matt Copeland. Where's the office? Or where was the office? Uh, it's in Nevada. It's in the, the it's in, yeah, no kidding. It's <laughs> the old hangars, the old hangars that are down near the bay, mm -hmm. um, Ignacio. In I, I so it's actually very cool. That, that, go ahead, Peter. I like those cute uh, walls. Uh, those are <laughs> yeah, it's that building. It's a, an old uh, airline, airplane hangars. That was a military base. Um, through World War II. Uh, they filmed one of the Indiana, Indiana Jones things there when it, there's those Quonset-shaped <laughs> hangars where they drive around. But uh, they turned it into offices. And when we built ours out, we were working on Madagascar, I think, at the time. So uh -huh. someone went out and bought a bunch of uh, partitions from a um, landscaping shop. And <laughs> we built out a, kind of a tiki hut, kind of like the old Disney... Jungle like ride it. kind of awesome. feeling to the place, you know, with thatched roofs over everybody's cubes. The tiki room, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Mai Tais every Friday, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, Mai Tais. <laughs> yeah, we have kids. You don't have a beer bash, you have Mai Tai bashes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll go with the better camera. There we go. There you go. Nice. Oh, yeah, the great. DSLR. Fancy. Yeah, yeah fancy. Or the focal light, too. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look real. That's real. That's like real lens board. That's not. That, that's production quality, or is what that yeah. is. <laughs> that's lens board, not. Oh wow! That's the lens. That's the lens. So, but but Peter still has a room that looks like he's 16 years old with the posters on the wall. <laughs> I, Peter, I was gonna say when you left to get a beer, I was gonna say, Peter, I wanted to say, does he still live at home with his parents? <laughs> <laughs> I have to Actually, say my son, thanks, David, for insulting our guests. No, but it might have been his son's room. Coming on again, you yeah, asshole. Really? That's, that's yeah. yeah. It was just a great room. I'm like, what's on yeah. the posters? God. It Dan looks like a Vans box on his bed, too. Yeah, he's, th he's, he's 30 now, but when, and he's actually in a room downstairs working from home, too. But he left this room decorated when he went off to college. 10 years ago and we haven't done anything to it except oh i love it in it it's like a I time machine but you sitting there was awesome Just wham like, on the walls great. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> rick astley george michael i <laughs> 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 will your son let you change the room he said 30 they, uh... not yeah not 40 or 50 yeah. <laughs> yes different world my my sons are a lot not quite as as old as peter's but uh they they refuse they get really angry every time we talk about changing their rooms yeah <laughs> yeah no it's he actually wanted to have this room up here for sleeping in and then the big room downstairs for his office I, no no that's sorry <laughs> you're giving it up uh if this is if i get an office and also this is a second story and it's got a few outside so it's much nicer it's so he can have the big room but i get the better view you put a pool table in there and make it the place to be <laughs> yeah maybe a robotron yeah or a robotron yeah <laughs> just please don't put a man cave sign in there that was uh, one of our questions, actually, that we were going to ask, Andrew. The, uh, what was the game out there that you guys saw that you went, oh, damn, why didn't I come up with that? Or, damn, that's such a good game. You know, what, do you guys have anything like that that you can think of? Came out in the golden era? Well, there was a game called Arkanoid came out when I saw it first. I said, oh. I'd done Super Breakout, so it's like, oh, God, why didn't I do this? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super, super breakout. Or yeah. why did they yeah. steal my idea? Yeah. Well, like, all of those games are based on breakout and super break breakout. Yeah, pong, so. really. Draw just basically Pong, yeah. Pong, yeah. yeah. Pong, but there are other games pong. that I looked at that I thought were really good. I mean, Tetris. Space Invaders. Space first Invaders. Yeah, I saw that. I said, "Oh, we got to get a license for this." Wait, Ed, we passed on Space Invaders. It was offered to Atari. Uh, so it was Pac oh, shit. That, so it was Pac-Man. Pac Pac engineers went, "Oh, that sucks." Oops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, really? <laughs> wow. oh, that game. See, is these just are the kind garbage. of things I want to hear. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Atari was, Atari was like, "Yes, Rally X. Hey. Yes, Rally X." Yeah. There were a couple in the early days we were offered to license and, and that was those two that engineering went, yeah. But then think of the flip side to that. How many other like midway and stuff is like, God damn it, Atari. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they wish they'd gotten kangaroo. Or gauntlet that just sucked up a lot of yeah. Yeah, yeah, kangaroo. It hey, that it is an underrated game. <laughs> what was I wasn't going to bring uh, that up. But. What was the biggest surprise? Was it the biggest surprise that everyone thought was a bomb? They're like, holy crap, this made... Was there any oh, or no? That's a good question. Was there any that, that was like, we thought, ah, this was let's put it out there and see, or not really, or you kind of had a feeling. Was, was so there any was one that? game that like surprised everybody like wow okay yeah what was the exity game where you could you're supposed to shoot the ghouls but you actually shot the humans with the crossbow was it crown crossbow the the first one chiller chiller Chiller. yeah so there was this whole big rule early on and sorry you didn't shoot people you know you know guns against people and when they saw that at the show everyone oh my god they'll never get away with that and that's 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 (laughs) gonna die and then people berserk Berserk was one that fooled me um, because Berserk was a game that was tuned by the control, how bad the controller was. Um, and I just said, no, nah, they're not going to accept this. <laughs> I was way wrong. <laughs> I love Berserk. One of my favorites. Because that's, a, that's a, like a gimbal stick or something, right? Or something like that? Uh, analog? Is that what they call it? I don't know. Isn't I, I don't that your, think isn't your a, Slack character, Bob? I think it's just a, yeah, my Yeah, my Slack character is the humanoid. Um, and I have, well, I had in the picture. I, I have a berserk. My dad bought it for like 110 bucks for me at the gold mine. Nice. Was that an was inspiration for Zybots? The humanoid thing, like the the speech and stuff. The stop the hu- the humanoids Zybots have been destroyed. Was Ed's? So <laughs> Ed logged. Zybots yeah. was originally called Catacombs, and it was the gauntlet oh. characters in a, a maze. And it started because Doug Snyder came in to me and told me about a game that was done on a PC where they could draw vertical rasters. And we didn't have anything, any bitmap hardware. So I was trying to figure, well, you know, I could do a game like that if you, you know, if you had motion at 0, 30, 45, 60, and back to 90 degrees. So I sat down and wrote some stamps out and figured, yeah, I could do a maze game with those angles. And so it was that. And then Marketing came back and said, no more gauntlet. No more gauntlet. So I don't know. Two characters that are major havoc like. Yeah. But I go back to I like your question about surprise about gauntlet, which is I think I, I don't know if anybody else was, but I was surprised we didn't get more sales on it, actually. It was a big cabinet, but you know, you're right. I'm surprised we didn't get more sales. I mean, we still did very well. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. Kick butt in the arcades, right? I think that's yeah, the direction we got more straight yeah. where we thought we'd have a big hit and it wasn't. That's more typical. Well, was, yes. this was yes. 1885. Oh, right. And it's the decline. Yeah, we were <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought Warlords would be just huge. But but, I, but ah. at the same time, Williams was selling it is now. more. It's got, more yeah, it's got a great afterlife. Yeah, it is. Of their games. <laughs> Warlords is yeah. a great game. That's a highly yeah. sought after game right what? now. The, what? With the what? cocktail. Yeah, the cocktail. Is the only yep. good yeah. Cocktail. The, the, the about another fall, right? I mean, no one. The only good thing about the upright warlords. Of That's got to be one of the few games where the cocktail is way more sought after than the upright. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it's it's like, it makes more sense. And that the four way. player. Yeah. The four player is just so much better than the two player. Yeah. The main yeah. reason. Yeah. And the but six player was even better. They got a lot of people to gamble at Grinkers. <laughs> oh, and do you remember the field you read the first field test for Gauntlet? I mean, for um, Warlords when they oh, sent oh. out the player Warlords. 
how it failed field test when it fell off the truck that was taking it. Oh, the was that was Warlords that fell off the truck? Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know that's what the game was. Okay. I it was there. The cabinet and pieces and oh, man. failed field Oof. test, you know. That was the inspiration for that throwing was the, field the game test. off the balcony. <laughs> I was the most senior person <laughs> Greg came back in and said, oops, you know, uh, we, I turned the corner and the game went off and pile of pieces and I told him, nobody's heard. Okay, fine. Bring all the pieces back. We'll worry about it on Monday. Yeah. Were you there yet, Ed, when they did the big Star Wars and the, the plastic bubble that never went? So I remember in the first Star Wars movie, you know, that when Luke is sitting there in that, that bubble, when he's got the gun that goes up and down, they thought... Rick Moncrief, if you've heard his name before, thought he could build a mechanical game with this chair that moved oh, up and down and, and it was projected on this bubble and they got it all built up and they wanted to put it out in field test and they never measured to see if it would go through the door. <laughs> oh no! I'm, I swear to God, they were actually talking, you know, it's one of those tilt up buildings. Like, could they remove a section to get it out of the building? Oh my God, that's hilarious! It was huge. <laughs> it was huge. Like Strike Avenger, Strike Avenger was huge. I was still the horse of the that game flipping someone upside down. Uh, were you at the field? Were you at the test when that thing flipped the kid over on his head? Yeah, and we were like, "Oh, we're gonna get sued. We're dead." And the kid climbs out of this thing, unbuckles the seatbelt, and climbs out. Giggling up the storm, and he goes, "I want to do it again." <laughs> oh, no. That was awesome. That was the fourth, <laughs> the first four like, D oh, game. <laughs> yeah, so much. It's so immersive to keep that from happening, and it shot that thing up, broke the cables, and flipped it right upside down. Jesus, I wonder what the parents were thinking. <laughs> I don't know if the kids, the parents, were there, there. parents weren't there. The parents were never he was giggling up the storm. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Eight. Sprint 8 was one of my favorite large games. Which one? It's Sprint like 8. It. Yeah. It's like great. one of the ones that I, uh, I mean, I got started on the arcade based on that game. You don't see those anywhere, though. No. Sprint 8? <coughs> and and for me, it was Tank that. 8. Bob, I don't know if you ever saw a tank, eight-player tank. Too. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. see the Tank yeah, 8. I just love this. I love the, the gameplay. The steering wheel spin and then the i remember game. seeing it at cax one year the sprint eight someone had to work it. on one of the circuit boards or something and there was like this big old rack of circuit boards in there <laughs> like there's a full-size circuit board for each steering wheel basically for each player oh wow there was a it was bunch like a of boards setup. in there like 24 boards or something we all played right <laughs> i don't know it was a lot but yeah i laughed yeah. at tank eight because tank eight when it first came out the other tanks were supposed to play computered you know, so the ones that people didn't play. So okay. if you were by yourself, you'd have other people to shoot at. And they found out that during field tests, people would walk up and think they were playing the tank <laughs> they, when they weren't. Yeah. So they said, oh, we'll take that out. So they they stand still when, when someone starts. So if you start by yourself, there's not much to do. But the, yeah. they left all the code in for a track mode. And that was in my lab when I first started there. Um, and at lunchtime, all these execs would come in and they'd sit around it, betting money on it. So they'd pick a colored tank. It would, do, it would do the track mode and stop. And they'd collect the money and they'd wait for it to go to track. The track to start again. They'd all bet on the tank. <laughs> awesome. It's like the, the the way they made money not in the way it was expected to, right? Hey, Ed, do you remember our first Steel Talons field test? Oh, that was Ooh. a big. Challenge. Oh God. That was, that was a, a huge cabinet. cabinet. That I was a big cabinet. Guess, though. I got to say, that was that was a project 
I personally had a lot of fun working on because working for Ed Log was an eye-opening and educational experience. <laughs> and I, I loved the heck out of it. I mean, I really enjoyed working on that project. Uh, well, except at the moments when, you know, things blow up in the code and yeah, yeah. Uh, never, you never enjoy those, but <laughs> that was a fun project for me. I'll that agree was, with you. That was a, a project that uh, I asked Rick Moncrief, who uh, it was hard driving hardware. And I asked him to change the microcode to uh, allow us to fogging. And I gave him a, a method to do it. And Jed said, no, no, you can't do that. You, know, you can't yeah. do so I went there back wasn't to another yeah. method using the pallets. So we had fogging put in. And you know, Ed Rockford probably doesn't remember this, but I came in one time and Jed Margolin's in there showing his girlfriend or showing a girl um, the fogging <laughs> effect on He <laughs> 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 was so proud of it. And it was, oh, I think if Jed didn't create it, it, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't his idea, it wasn't wasn't going or something. I don't know. <laughs> I had to push pretty hard to, to get Atari to move towards a perspective correct texture mapping hardware. Uh, Jed was and Rick were convinced that that was not a thing that needed to be done. <laughs> so I worked, I worked with Alan Gray to create a hardware that did that. Well, there was a lot of cheap solutions that people did. I remember the networking on Steel Talons was, it was what, a single line DAC or something like that? <laughs> there was no networking chips that were cheap, so they found no, something. This was before networks. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was well, they, Space Force was the first networking game that we did. Which one? Well, yeah, but there was, a serial, there was a serial connection between those things, I'm pretty sure. There was a token I think range. there was shared memory, if I remember correctly. We had there's, we had uh, shared game. memory at some point. Ed, did, Robert, did the base so. game before Battlezone didn't that have uh, a network between two units? Uh, what warp speed? Yeah, I thought you that mean, had two cabinets connected together. We originally were going to have two cabinets, but I don't think we ever connected them. Well, it says, "Are you man enough?" <laughs> <laughs> Cyberball, Cyberball, you shared memory for the two systems. Um, Space Lords used a token ring network chip that we got. I don't even remember the manufacturer because I, I did the programming on that. And it was it was time sensitive. The, the code that was written to do the networking was time sensitive. And we cheated. We used a V-blank sync line <laughs> in the cable to, to force sync on the two or on the multiple boxes. Wow. That's actually pretty clever. I remember one of the biggest problems we had was collision detect mapping up, matching up on the two systems. You know? Oh, that, yeah. That was a nightmare. Yeah, I think it, it was Ed's idea to do the V-blank sync. We were having problems with getting things at different parts of the frame and everything. And he said, well, let's just sync them. They're in the same cabinet. And yeah. <laughs> and then the, the network cable to other cabinets could do the same thing so why not that's the one that looks like a, it's a two-seater right and the, it looks kind of like a girder on the side of the cabinet kind of like a big metal beam with holes in it is that the right cabinet i'm thinking of i was a uh, it was a side-by-side -side 
two-player sit-down cabinet. It was really yeah. tight. But the first field test was interesting because I was out there watching the first player get in and play it. And the kid practically jumped out of his seat when he got shot. <laughs> right, we had the feedback of uh, some thumping the seat. No, we've turned out that the voltage to the we used a, a pinball thumper, yeah, you know, for like an extra game yeah. in pinball. We use that under the seat, right? And and unfortunately, we over voltage and it was way too hot. Take a hammer to your rear end. Who who did the networking code for that? We never game? played arcade games again. <laughs> we, we did all we did all our own code for that. Um, yeah, I'm sure that. Okay. Other other than the 3D rendering stuff, that we got the the hard driving team. Right. right. What's the bright? Uh, just, what's the red and yellow arrow pointing to? Uh, yeah. In the left corner, bottom corner of the screen. I'm guessing oh. Oh, Maybe yeah. the joystick or something on yeah, the controls. control panel. Yeah. Turn me off the controllers. <clears throat> Thought maybe it was pointing at the coin slot. <laughs> yeah, oh. important thing. <laughs> yeah, that 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 say... machine. Like early on in my collecting days, there was a, a local uh, uh, miniature golf course that closed down, and they had a you know a handful of arcade games that they were getting rid of, and the guy tried to give it to me for fifty bucks. And like it, it worked, but both monitors were kind of fuzzy. And I'm like, I cannot take that. That machine is so huge. That's like an automatic divorce. <laughs> if I show up at home with that machine, the wife is divorcing me. You, know? <laughs> you can have it if you get rid of all the other games. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, did have, uh, they did have a Terminator 2 upright, which I did take for 50 bucks, though. But <laughs> wow. Yeah. He just Pulled didn't like the, the two the... monitors because he doesn't know how to do cap kits. That too, that too, yeah. <laughs> Well, when I got that that T Mac, um, which I would assume it might might be a little, uh, it was 90, 1994. That's a that's an Atari too. Yeah, um, that was six feet by six feet, and the only reason I picked it up because at the time I was um, I was well living in an apartment, and just like I am now, and um, but I I was I was engaged, so I was like, well, this isn't gonna fly. But the but I went after it because my best friend at the time. That was his favorite game, but he was living in an apartment. But um, he, I was like, I can pick this up for cheap because it's a ginormous game, and I know it's your favorite game. He's like, Yeah, do it. And so that 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 was a permanent piece of furniture in his apartment for the next like year when we were restoring <laughs> it. But yeah, it's a two. It's just like that two two uh, two player cockpit and just a yeah. monster. Yeah. But uh, but he still has that. That's his, that's in his basement. And his his wife is cool with it, <laughs> so that cabinet that, that cabinet yeah. was big for ancient, the triple line cabinet. Yeah. With, oh yeah. With the, with the two pipes that ran to connect the two pieces together, so you could trip people as they walked by. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, people, would, people would strings and stuff across to keep people from walking in front because they'd trip over the pipes. <laughs> is that uh, Owen? Is that triple hunt behind you? Is yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. That was big. That's, that's a fun spot screenshot, right? Yeah, it is a it fun is. spot. Yeah, because I played that like I last too. year and it doesn't work. <laughs> that shoot the bear was so annoying. And it was still well, you could coin it up, and I'm like, this thing's not fucking working. They they tried to do a light gun, but the distance didn't work. So it has two pots in it, and you have to you have to set them up when you first turn the game on, uh, because they need to be calibrated. 
because they drift with hmm. temperature and time. So if they don't, so we put it, it has a spot when you shoot. So even if you don't see where the gun is pointed, you can see where the shot is going to be. So you can cheat it and just move the spot around. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> when we were, we were doing innovative leisure, uh, Seamus uh, and Van bought a pair of those uh, with the hopes of putting one together. And the pipes that connected to were bent. It looked like somebody bent them over a, over some concrete or something. It was just torn apart. Mm. All right. I think um, I think I'm going to ask. There's there's been a, a f some questions flooding yeah, through I lost the, the, you guys the chat. Me off of there if I don't type something. Here, so. Uh, so, so actually, this is a really good question um, from one of the YouTube chatters. They're they're wondering uh, what you guys think um, of the arcade crash, and like if you think anything could have been done differently to prevent it, or I don't think so. One of the things that we blamed it on, I think, at the time, was the change from when people would bring their girlfriends there on dates after a movie. You know, you'd go in and you'd see Qbert. That's cool. Let's do that. And, you know, there was all these fun, imaginative games that would come out. And then Street Fighter came out and it was overrun by, you know, the, the whole combat mentality and younger guys. And it made it kind of an unfriendly environment. I don't know if that's right. fair or not, but no, that certainly that's was common. For one of the reasons. Well, the arcades were initially where everybody went to just socialize and Later on, when there were other means to socialize and, and there were more powerful PCs that would play that's more powerful games and over a network, that's something you know that you couldn't or probably just as easily do at home than you than rather than go to the arcade. That sort of spelled the doom for an arcade. That was Nolan's theory too, that you know, arcades were places to do things you couldn't do at home. And as right. consoles and PCs caught up, you could start doing them at home. Uh, he tried a number of different times to try to bring back the arcade style to do something you couldn't do at home. Uh, he, he still thinks that's a possibility. Well, now you're doing, you're playing those games on your cell phone. Yeah. 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 That is, this is the arcade. Yeah. Yep. It's the controllers. This has more power. Really. It's, the, it's the controllers and the cabinets. I mean, Paperboy was a great example. Yeah. You can't do that at home. Yeah. 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 We talk about that a lot about like, um, the the games that are sought after i think the ones that hold their value the most um tend to be the ones that have very unique controls that you can't just play with a keyboard mouse or you know a standard standard simple joystick right. jerry lycheck and his team at atari were pretty clever guys i'm yeah, like a skydiver he that cabinet showed up oh, like, that's a fun game. i was like what? he's got this huge big rings on it it was i was just blown away by what Another thing about the controls too, I mean, Bob probably remembers this because he and I were doing the Indiana Jones uh, for NES then. And just oh, before yeah. that, when those things came out, we looked at those control pads and there's buttons all over them. And that was the NES, right? <laughs> yeah. You can't do more than two or three things on a panel. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, and we we're obviously wrong about it. Those of us who felt that <laughs> were wrong about it, but that was, I think too, you know, the controls, you know, the, the turret that was on Battlezone um, you know, there are all these really yeah. neat controls and that was the experience that you could not yeah. do at home, but it turned it on its head when the home had much more elaborate controls, keyboards for computers, 
Um, yeah. so, Do you yeah. think though, when the original those controls were originally done, they assumed that a game would use a couple of them. Yeah, another game might absolutely use right. They never really expected you to grab them and do all the keys at the same time, right? Gordon. <laughs> well, when we first played Asteroids, I wasn't at Atari yet. Um, I was down Santa Monica Pier with a friend who, you know, we used to go out and, and ride motorcycles on Sundays and then go and <laughs> go to the Santa Monica Pier and go into the arcade, see what was new. So they had Asteroids and one of us ran the buttons and the, you know, one of us <laughs> ran the thrust and the other ran the shooting. You know, <laughs> it's just clearly too much for one person. Well, the, his uh, no one's first game, the nutting uh, computer space. Had yeah, exactly. And people are like, yeah, I, <laughs> 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 I got to use both hands and they got to do something different. <laughs> Still one of the reasons why Defender or Stargate's uh, tough, tough games to play today because people just can't handle the controls. It's a pat your tummy, rub your head, or thing that game is. Yeah, I had problems with Missile Command. I couldn't do the three buttons. I just couldn't deal with that. That game ramps up so quick. You should have gotten Dave for this somehow. Yeah. I sent him a message. He didn't seem to want to do it. Yeah, he's kind of withdrawn, but he doesn't really want to do stuff with the game area anymore he's kind of as i said he's past it uh, well yeah but the last thing he did was at the gdc i don't know if, did you go to that a bunch of us did where they gave him a lifetime achievement award i did not uh, cool that. cool i went to Ed's yeah dave, dave ralston doesn't want to do anything either with regard yeah to I, I got that yeah that's yeah, you know, Ed, I went to Ed's award at Ice. That was uh, or Dice rather. That was actually pretty cool. Other interesting things that our people are probably not aware of regarding controls. For example, on asteroids, the uh, buttons stopped working after a while, and you know the way they worked is there were just two two points yeah. coming together, and it turned out that they carbonized, and of course yeah. they would make contact. So Jerry Lightjack would come in and create basically a scissors. So when you created it, it would sort of, oh sure, sort of scissors that make good contact. So we had to switch out the buttons on asteroids. And now, here I thought that was to make the game harder. Right. Well, <laughs> that's that's precise. Yes. Issue too, because the trackball got used so much, it actually formed a groove. Yeah. And when you'd spin the thing, it wouldn't actually spin the spinner. It wouldn't hit the bearing. You could get, you could pick a ball up over the bearing, so it wouldn't move. And so we had to get special bearings in there that wouldn't get wear, wear away. But you get this bearing out with a big old divot out of it. Yeah, where the well, ball. You had an old mouse knew that, Ed. <laughs> but I, I haven't seen a mouse do that. But I, I saw some centipede trackballs with that, and it's just like you wow. guys know about the football game, the Atari football that Ed did. That was in, that was yeah, in that one. That was there was a four. There was a four-player version of that. Yes. Where yeah, Doug like Snyder it. playing by himself was better than the best two people <laughs> yeah. at Atari playing uh, again. It was incredible. Ed, one of those do, you remember, do you remember the football roller? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was used in oh, yeah. bowling. It was a bowling ball track ball. Yeah. The idea was that you would sit and rub, rub your feet on it, you know. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I seem to recall people getting their fingers trapped. Oh, yeah. You were, I, I, I had blood blisters as a little boy. Like, I didn't even understand football, but I played it once and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm not playing oh, yes. this. Yeah. I didn't even understand what I was doing. But, but if, you didn't get, just... if you didn't get that thing adjusted just right, 
so that the ball was right up in the tight cutout. If it fell down a little and left a big gap, your hand could go right in there. Yeah, it'll take your fingertips off. Peter, it was not meant to use your hands because you could put your hand down inside. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is not an easy trackball to adjust. I've tried so many times to adjust mine. Oh, there's, we actually have a question in chat regarding uh, controls <clears throat> um, by Necros. Oh, that's a good one from uh, yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he's, he asks, was there any games that you guys worked on that you had controls in mind that, that are now, when the final game was completed, that the controls completely changed by the time it was finished? Well, I will take a shot at that because, uh, well, I, I'm going to turn it around a little bit. Usually we have a control in mind, but marking says, no, no, use a joystick. <laughs> so much cheaper. <laughs> and that's what we have with Centipede. You know, we want to put a, tra- uh, I wanted to put a trackball on it, this miniaturized football trackball, something that everybody can use without getting worn out. And the marking kept coming back, oh, we want a joystick, you know, put joystick code in there. I kept telling you, right. <laughs> leave that to the console guys. <laughs> One of the best control changes, though, was Bruce Merritt's game, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah, yeah. with what the whirly gig. And it, it originally was a whirly gig that you pressed to, to shoot. Oh, and then later it was a you mean like on a Tron or like a, a front, front line, yeah, like a Tempest, like a yeah. Tempest control. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's yeah. like front, front yeah. line or like front world. That was the best. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you was... push and turn. Yeah. Yeah, whirly gig with a push down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other way, they wanted me to use a trackball because they had them, and I didn't. There was no up and down, so I thought it'd be confusing. That one, right. I got them, convinced them to do a you know one line one line trackball. Right. Yeah. That went the other way, and they actually Lightcheck went for it. He said, "Oh, that's trivial." <laughs> Although it that's was awesome. originally a blue roller, but then the light didn't show through it, so. I think mm. I have the only yeah. little roller here. Yeah. I've sold it. <laughs> and of course, Marble Madness 2 had a trackball to begin with yeah. and ended up with the joystick, but that was my own damn fault. Yeah. <laughs> to pick your battles, right? Screwed the pooch on that one. I mean, could you have really fought that battle on one, though? I mean, you're dealing with corporate, you know? I mean, no, I mean, I did it. It, was, it wasn't corporate. That's the opposite of what happened with, you know, Ed, Ed fought for the right controller, and I fought for the wrong controller. Oh. Robert, Robert, did you originally want to use the warp speed controller on Battlezone? Because I know it was really expensive. No, no, no. The warp speed controller. I know um, where it went, but I was wondering if you wanted to use no, it. No, that's where it came from. Yeah. yeah. It came from Army Battlezone. Yeah. So oh, it was not there. So the Battlezone was long gone by then. The Bradley okay. Trainer. So warp, what did Bradley, 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 Bradley Trainer. What did Warp mm-hmm. Speed have? I thought it had similar controls. It did. It had it had the Bradley oh. Bradley Trainer controls, but but the Bradley Trainer came after Battlezone. Right. Right. And it after, that controller, to be honest with you, is modeled. Well, the Bradley Trainer's version is modeled after the exact controller in the Gunner Station in a in a infantry a Bradley infantry fighting vehicle. And what they did for warp speed and kind of sort of for road blasters is they just modified it, removed some of the buttons. They removed the palm switches. That had like yeah, that's right. thumb switches, finger that's switches, right. that's palm right. switches. It had wire-guided missiles on the, yeah, on the wire-guided battle zone. Missiles. Did you get to go to FMC with us, Peter? Were you there for that? No, no. 
that must have been a fun trip. That. They they ran it out <laughs> in the back area. They we got to see all this stuff, and then it turned out we weren't supposed to see any of it because it was all, <laughs> yeah. it was all yeah. secret. I got yeah. like, <laughs> I actually got to sit in the gunner's seats. You yeah. did. I remember that. Yeah, because those were wow. made in San Jose. Yeah. But the best one was when Ed and I went out to uh, to Fort Ord to fly in the Blackhawk simulators when we were wow. on Steel nice. Talents. That was pretty cool. That was an Evans and Sutherland six degree freedom of motion heli Blackhawk wow. helicopter simulator. That was awesome. <laughs> Crazy. You know what that came out of that, don't you? The FBI came in to the uh, director of that facility because they thought that we'd use the uh, uh, proprietary elevator in the uh, Blackhawk. Oh. <laughs> it was like, come on, I got 40 polygons for a helicopter. I'm not <laughs> the guy basically said, no, it's my facility and I can do it. I damn well please. And kicked him out. Was, 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 the was the controller on the Bla Bradley trainer the basis for the Star Wars controller? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just wondered if you had wanted it for Battlezone, but you didn't, right? It wasn't. We didn't have it. The it wasn't available. Okay. Wait a minute. So I, I'm confusing something because I thought you did the two-player space game before Battlezone. No. 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 Battlezone was the first time with the 3D hardware. Period. Okay. With the okay. with the math box. First game with the math box. It was supposed to be Red Baron, but Rich Moore fell behind on his schedule. Why is that? I, did, I didn't want it because I, you, gave, you gave me the nickname No Math, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the middle name nickname No Math. I didn't put math in my game. He wasn't, he wasn't big on actually using math. Yeah. Now Do that's you guys actually. All have, uh, nicknames at Atari? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was mine. Well, something they want to admit to. No, <laughs> was Goose. Or Rob Rowe. <laughs> well, you know, we can admit Rofo, this. Yeah. I think I was also the Black Thumb because they, nobody yeah. wanted to get. No one wanted me to touch their game because I played yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely true. It was like, like, oh, why this is not supposed to do this, is it? <laughs> that came from a. I, maybe I told that story. That came from a, the day they were going to ship the first Atari pinball, and it was their lab was right across from where I was. And I said, well, can I play it? And they said, sure. So I started playing, and I ran back to my office. And I came back with a. I didn't know it was going out that day. With a pad of paper, and I was taking notes and. Played it for about 30 minutes, and the guy, one guy, says, What's the notes? I said, Bugs. And he says, Oh, bullshit. I said, You know, if you put more than 10 coins in there, you can play forever. And, uh, <laughs> said, no, you really can't. Because it would go one, five, one, four, one, three, one, two, one, zero, one, five, one, four, one, three. Because they would go oh, one, zero minus one was F and decimal adjusted back to 15. No one had ever looked at that. It's a Oh, huge list of bugs. Code and they're, ears. Like, like, they're like, thanks. We were going to put that out today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was that Robert Ziegler? No, I don't. That, no. I, I remember who was in that team. Yeah. Well, Hugh was in charge of the uh, pinball group. But you talking about Atari video pinball or the actual pinball? No, no the actual no. First pinball. The actual Mechanical pins. Yeah. yeah. That was that was Calfee's language pinball. P I N B O L. Uh, was this language that he wanted for pinball? Totally that had all sorts of problems. That thing, like the processors weren't fast enough to read the magnetic switches, and that had all sorts of weird problems. We have another pretty good question in chat. This is YouTube chat. Uh, this comes from uh, Brian Frober, but not Necros. Um, this his question. Actually, I liked this question. It's pretty good. Was there any game that you guys worked on that when the the 
whoever, I guess, marketing, whoever does the cabinet design uh, or the artwork or whatever for the side cabinet, did you guys absolutely hated it? Or you're like, oh, this doesn't fit the game at all. Or, oh, this is just terrible. What is this? Millipede. Did that ever happen? Or did you guys always love it? Millipede. Did you not millipede. like Millipede, Ed? Freaking Millipede. That's horrible. Um, I got to say <laughs> that the... Um... I didn't have a problem with. But the uh, control panel on asteroids, I thought, really sucked. <laughs> you didn't like the red, blue, white squares? Well, no. I, I had a serious. <laughs> a lot of people disagree with me, but um, Battlezone was my second project with Atari. And so I was not the um, project lead on that. That was Morgan Hoff. I'm sorry. Morgan, oh. Hoff wanted, Morgan Hoff wanted the Periscope. That Periscope. You hated yeah. it. Yeah. I hated the periscope thing that kept people from watching the game if you put yeah. a periscope oh there, yeah how are you going to draw people they into need a spectator it? monitor right yeah. well this, this was when things were supposed to be cheap and <laughs> monitors were not um and i said just put a face plate on it let people watch yeah the comment so i hated that that's one for the me. compromise was those little holes wow right? yeah that's right there were holes, yeah, in, the put holes in the side uh yeah. only yeah. not in the original release though that no i know that well the original uh, release didn't have the the side holes i side didn't know hole, that no. and the only reason those side holes are there was because i kept bitching <laughs> <laughs> there was a question then there was a question about that it never fails there's always a question oh, about like what's up with the side holes i think they're oh, talking different side about holes. on the bezel no, that's a different hole yeah okay I think that hole that we're talking about there's a the joke in there holes. somewhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone, like, drilled the holes. Oh, there was there was around 500 or so cabinets that the sides had holes drilled in them towards the top and everyone in the in the collector forums not everyone just a group of people ask about them like what? Is, what is this purpose of this? Was it to mount like a secondary monitor on top, or was it the factory to no, pick I have them a up best and move guess them? on that. They were doing all this factory automation about that time, and I think that was to have a machine pick them up and move it. Uh, okay, oh, interesting. yeah, that that would really because really they, they changed the way they did that. It, but it, it was actually kind of fun to go over and watch the factory because it. Uh, so yeah. you guys know when you turn on Major Havoc, it has that big explosion sound at the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I used to go over and watch in the factory and they'd line up like a hundred games in, in with on one switch and they would power it on. Oh, wow. And that was me being <laughs> oh, Star Wars. <laughs> they turned that thing yeah. on and it exploded. It was like people were <laughs> in the warehouse. It was... What's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think Star Wars does that too, right? It, it explodes too, right? I have a comment regarding that question because when we did Gauntlet, I actually fought to have no plexiglass between the monitor right. and the players. That because. was a very unusual request, Dad. <laughs> and, well, no, I went to, I, I you know, the IT, excuse me, IT department, and basically said no plexiglass, which means the bezel has to be metal because they can't get in there. And you know, marketing always fought it. So no, you got to have plexiglass because monitors, right. you know, all the operators are expecting it there, and we had to prove to the operators you could drop a you know, ball bearing on it, it wouldn't break the monitor. And they were so worried about breaking the monitor. So there, there were a lot of things I fought for. You know, Glass on the front of a color. Yeah, I mean, think about a, a television set, the old yeah. school CRT television sets. They didn't have a secondary piece of glass in front of it. Ever, ever it was like literally in everyone's home. 
Yeah. yeah. Then again, you're not eat, playing a game and dropping a, an ice cream cone on it either. And I can't yeah. remember. You, you said or this before, but why, yeah. why did you not want the plexiglass in the gauntlet? Because the reflections off the. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Blind spots for one or more of the players. Oh. It also gets because you have four people around it. It's not they're looking straight. Right. And, and it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a pretty good angle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And good so point. You know, I had the monitor somewhat flattened. So, you know, and that would yeah. cause more reflections, but I wanted flattened enough so people could see what was going on. Right. There's still arguments to this day on Facebook about three days ago. I answered that question that now there's not supposed to be plexi on a, on a gauntlet. <laughs> I got and a gauntlet. It's missing game. the plexiglass. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's missing the plexiglass. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, so it, it did it. You, you won and it did not have that. I read it did yeah, not it did, have that. Not have it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. But it had a molded plastic, um, didn't it? For the yeah, that fit up yeah, like tight against the glass. Yeah, for really something really tough. Yeah, it was like yeah. really yeah. thick plastic, I think. So you couldn't fit a hand down there. Yeah, you couldn't go through it. <laughs> right, but your beer would spill in there, right? I'm sure. Probably. I don't understand why they what? didn't put the centipede button in the middle of that graphic, and it's on top. Oh yeah. Oh yes, that's a that's a weird one. They, <sighs> The artwork on the control panel doesn't quite ma match up the layout of the controls. But I think, I believe, just an opinion here is that uh, it probably originally had it lined up, but then maybe the, it played weird because the button was too low or something. You guys know about that on Saturday? Here, here I'm, I'm going to, I'll share. Oh, Fair picture, yeah. yeah. Present it if you can. Show me that one. The IRC. Present it instead of I put it in chat, but just present it. I'll share it. Yeah. Could have been repurposing controls too. Right. So so see how it has the 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 red oh area there. The button should go right here inside this little yeah. flower thing, but it's not. It's up above. I never even noticed that. I've never <laughs> seen that. No, I mean, I like that though. Because yeah, the ball, the trackball's in the middle of it. You yeah, know. it totally looks like the the button where it should be right there. I wonder why they decided yeah. to move it. I'm sure it's ergonomics because, like, if your hand were yeah down there where the button yeah, is, it would be really right. way too close to the edge. Yeah. Did you think about ergonomics back then? Well, yeah. <laughs> that looks to me like it's just art trying to balance out the weight of the trackball visually. Yeah, and you, you know, they kind of let the button blend into the background. Yeah, but then that button's like art wise is yeah. like. Really, absolutely art. It's, it's absolutely really, centered horizontally. On yeah, it'd be really interesting to know the background of that. Yeah, someone got fired over that. <laughs> someone got fired over that. Nobody noticed it until we started collecting these things and having. Right. We talked about it on the show like <laughs> I think mean, five that. years ago. I think we we're ripping off old ones that. and putting new ones on there and going, "Why is this not running?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's all that's all the guys in the. It's not perfect. I want to go to the flip side of that question though. Bob Fomani, who I thought was probably one of the best artists I've ever seen for this kind of stuff, his graphics that he did for Skydiver I just are fantastic. He did a, that, that. I just love that game just to watch the outs from the outside. It's a cool, he did some it's great beautiful. Yeah. Bob, was, Bob was incredible. Yeah. He was the one who came up with yeah. that. I've told that story that I did Cannonball. The guy splat in the wall. Management said absolutely not. They didn't like that bone crunching splat. Which we did by throwing wet paper towels on the floor, scoring uh. <laughs> the waveform. And when I did sky diver, it was going to be over water, so it would splash. And I don't remember who it was that said it. They go, "Whatever happened to that sound you did for Cannonball?" 
And Formani is the one who came up with the idea of the guy with his head stuck in the ground with his feet sticking in the air, kicking. Mm. That was oh. his idea. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was a phenomenal. Well, uh, was he still around yeah. when I was there? Did is he the one that did the artwork for Marvel? I don't know. The name no, is really came, familiar. When did he? When did he? Go, when did he join uh, Sente? Ed? Oh, that's right. Was uh, he with Sente with you guys? Right. Oh boy, he joined fairly early on. I mean, it was a big coup to get Bob. Away yeah, from I know. Him. I. He did yeah, all the I'm graphic a big work fan for of his art too. I'll <laughs> oh, put the button <laughs> in the right spot. About a bunch of times. On the meeting. Oh, almost. They put. The... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the, the mini, the, the reaper, almost on there. Not, well, that might actually little explosion. <laughs> that, that, that might is that the new the new wave toy. Yeah, yeah. I oh, that might provoke the um, Yo Eddie in the chat <laughs> asked a while ago. Ask them what they think of the arcade one ups. <laughs> I love them. I, I, I did not buy the 1942-43 ones though. I, oh, the new wave thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the arcade one ups. No, like the the the, the uh oh. quarter size. You know the car, those little cheap yeah, the half the, like the half size Walmart, Walmart specials. Oh, with the riser but, that's still small. Like cardboard. I, I, hate, I hate the ones that they've all put major havoc in them because you can't play them with a button in the joint. I know, yep. and the controls are awful. The controls are awful. Yeah. And then the one they did on the phone, the one they did on the iPhone. You know, they put that little tiny window in there, and then they had the controls at the bottom, and you, you could not only could not see the graphics of what was playing, you couldn't type, play the controls because your thumbs wouldn't stay in the right place. You need tactile, real controls. It's bizarre to me because uh, you think about like, well, if these people would, if they're willing to spend that, you know, a couple hundred, two, three hundred dollars on something like that, like. It's not a whole lot more before you're you can kind of get the legit thing, or at least uh, like at least eke your way into the hobby. Well, this was the answer to the games. Have you guys seen those? I don't know if you can see that. So this this goes looks it, like an IUD oversight. I'm sorry. To the phone. Your background, Owen, is ruining the background. Yeah, turn yeah, off you, got, you got to turn it off. It's like a little thumbstick, right for your for your. Yeah, it's like a thumbstick. Yeah. Go back to the beach. It's the bottom bottom left corner. Because that was your real background. I used to have a metal joystick that you could do that with too. I don't see an off on here. None. Scroll to the bottom. Oh, that's why. There we go. So it's a little, it's a little so you can hold on to it like that and play, and your finger stays where it belongs. Are you saying something? That's what she said. Something. A little one and a large one. It's like Okay. It's Owen's show and tell. Owen tell. Owen tell. That's a new podcast. Points for cool stuff behind you. I was a hard Oh, yeah. Oscilloscope and cool stuff in his office. Oh, yeah, actually. There's a Mac up there and it still works. I shared a couple photos with Blob Fumate. And speaking of one up, or sorry, the 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 centipede mock just held up. He's he's like holding a small model of a Star Wars upright that looks almost identical size. Oh, Ed, yeah, uh, Bob Flamate yeah. uh, in a oh, picture. Yeah. I uh, I put it in our chat, and it's also in the IRC chat. Yeah, they they used to build the mock-ups, the early cabinets, small like that. Oh, that's right. There he is. That's right. He's oh, on, that's the right. on the right. Bob is on the right. Yeah. 
He oh, was cool. Cool. I, I know I told the story before, but I, I kind of know his niece uh, who I, I begged her to try to get me in touch with him. But I guess, you know, he's been in pretty bad health for a few years. So it just mm. wasn't going to happen. Yeah, sadly. I, I really loved his work, though. His work was fantastic. But she, she even said, like, there'd be like Christmas parties and he'd break out like a binder with like artwork he did, just like a show and tell. Yeah. And most of the kids, they're like the third generation. They don't care. They're like, oh, neat. And then they go play whatever. I'm like, no, you got <laughs> to gotta pick up on that. You know, that's like amazing art. You know, the artwork yeah, on really cool. the art there you walls go. is awesome. Oh, he yeah. did a lot of the pinball back glasses. And he, he did uh, Atari uh, console uh, cartridge box art that's too, which is like. Oh, that stuff was so me, amazing. That, that I mean, that's like what, sold what sold the games. Them. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's what gave us the imagination because we're just looking at little boxes and blips. You couldn't watch a screen. YouTube video on the gameplay. You you went by the yeah. box art. You went You're by like, the this box. looks yeah. neat. Yeah. 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 That's what gave which you the imagination killed, for Which it. is what killed the 2600 eventually. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. good boxes. Too good art. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's game. <laughs> we were using our imagination back then. Is that right? Yes. Yes. A lot. I, I have a question yeah. about the song on Centipede. Um, I guess this goes to Ed or so I don't know who it goes to, but what do you get? What did you guys think of like the marketing materials for centipede where they came out with that poster with the naked girl on it? That's the centipede girl. Yeah, I have that I in my it. downstairs room. <laughs> so that was the receptionist at Atari, right? Yeah. <laughs> How'd that come about? What's the story behind it? Uh, a lot of that. Let me, let me tell you, first of all, I was project leader on that and I had enough, wherewithal at this point I had some say as to what could and couldn't happen. I was never shown that. Yeah. I didn't know about it for a long time, but apparently somebody in management told, I think it was George Opperman who did it, and told him, no, you know, this, we're, this is a family company, we're not doing that. But I do have copies of that poster and I know what you're talking about. Are you, I'm waiting for you to tell us that's uh, Rothberg's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going there yet if you know what i mean oh. <laughs> uh, it's a little early for all that right so so it still got made and and i guess held, hung in certain arcades or i don't know where where was that yeah. made who was it made for <laughs> that's my question teenagers <laughs> well, made to ship to operators that one so it was for operators. Oh, oh, not that no, that's not it. Nah, She's ready to play. Painted, it's She's a new painted. painted girl. That's a painted. Oh, that I've never one. seen that one either. She's all green. She's, She's all green, green. yes. yes. Oh, She's painted green. green. There you yeah. go. I'm absolutely serious. I have that frame downstairs. I'm oh. not in Danny's room. That's I love like, the disco I, I, lights. That's like an <laughs> art class photo where you're it like, is. interpret this. What do you see here? <laughs> I can hear the, the song Xanadu in my head right now. <laughs> I think she's naked. I think, I'm not sure. <laughs> Could be a... The intention is there. Yeah, no, she's, she's definitely naked. I, I actually I have the poster as well. Hanging. It's I was just wondering why, right why it came about it. and who it was for and where, yeah, where people... It was for oh, teenage oh, boys. Often, Used to send to the operators to promote your games. What I was going to say, it's a distributor. Yeah, distributors and operators. Eighty-one. I'll bet that was very appealing to the distributors. It was eighty on <laughs> eighty because that was so that was that was the graphics of the time, right? Well, Astro. Look at the back glasses of pinballs. So that would have been back glasses of pinball. 
right? Yeah, that. Yeah. I wasn't there till '81. I'm not sure I got it the first year I was there. It may have come out a little later for some other reason. I don't know. But remember too, who we were selling to, what the operators and distributors right. businesses were all about. <laughs> yep. No. Music and amusement. Expo. Money laundering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. So yeah, maybe yeah, you, you, went, you, you went right there. All right. <laughs> Great money laundering. Uh, is that why they the the they started putting in like counters in and having people come in and check machines and. Is that too many too many people money laundering? Is that one of the reasons? Maybe. Well, but you can just still just oh, rack up. Just to check collections to make I sure the, the guy who comes and takes all the coins out is actually getting giving you all the money. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Because he's supposed to take the meter reading and then hand you a bag full of quarters. And if the quarters don't match the meter <laughs> reading, then somebody's Something taking fishy. Yeah. It's one of the reasons Some... to this day. It's taken me five years to get a business license. Really? Yeah, because I'm I'm uh, hourly or daily entrance only. Oh. At a retro arcade, yeah. Because we yeah. had laws here st still stating that you had to do by coin and yeah. stop uh, stop people from skimming skimming off the top. And that's well, Orange Whip's arcade know, the, that's behind him in the picture. The whole same thing goes to Sente's original idea of the big cabinet. You know that big heavy cabinet, original yeah. cabinet, right? So the idea was that. You wouldn't have to move game to game. You could just move a cartridge and some graphics. Yeah. The same people who couldn't count the coins were the same people who were moving the games. It was much easier to get a guy to go muscle a game somewhere than it was to teach him how to take out a cartridge and change a <laughs> Right. <laughs> it was a great idea, but just the people who did the, they didn't think about the people who actually did the work. Hey, you know, hand truck, hand truck is easier than a hand truck pickup. Yeah, boom. <laughs> and you'd think oh, uh, that Nolan, of all people, would be the guy sensitive yeah, to that, considering where he came up from. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> no, I, I got the idea, but it was the wrong, the, the wrong audience, right? It's like... What other questions you got? Oh, uh, we do have another one. Um, it's another, uh, it's another uh, Ryan Frover question, but reading. it's coming up some with some good ones. Uh, was there any games that started out as a vector game and then and, and turned into a raster game or vice versa? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes, there was. The original game for Asteroids was proposed to me by Lyle Rains as a raster screen. And since I'd played uh, Space War at the AI lab, which is basically on a vector monitor, and I just finished doing graphics for Lunar Lander on a vector monitor, I knew that the resolution was you know 1024 by 768 on the uh, raster and 320 by 240 yeah. on XY and the 320 by 240 on a raster. Yeah. You have it on XY. So I went yeah. from raster to XY for that game. I didn't realize the resolution was so high on the on the yeah. on the yeah. oh, yeah. wow. Sure. So that was like a I guess an added challenge for Atari 2600 version of Asteroids, trying to figure out how to okay boys, how are we going to do this as a raster game because we're not doing a vector game here. So <laughs> yeah, discussion that Major Havoc should have been a raster. Yeah, game. If you took a on a color <laughs> monitor, yeah. for example, and did a, a a ship and rotated it, you wouldn't be able to tell where in the hell it's pointing. It's right? all yeah. yeah. Where the, I just where remember the seeing the asteroids in the arcades, like and. It, you could not escape it because it was so vibrant. You see that little trail from the shot yeah. and, and it could be like across the entire room as like all your peripheral vision, you see the, oh, yeah. the, the contrast in that, in that trail. Um, if anything, that, I mean, that was the attract mode. That's what sold yeah. it. 
Well, especially if you had the deluxe golden edition turtle Lloyd. <laughs> there you go. We have to guys, give it the whole story. Lewis, Lewis we talked about anything? it on the show last last time. Yeah. Did you do anything about the the CDs I sent you, Lewis? Yeah, we watched them. We, yeah, we've seen a, a, a private video. <laughs> yes. And we talked about it. We didn't show it on the show, of course. Yeah, we talk- not surprised. Little, little yeah but we did talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so, so as, as the one-time keeper of the keys of that, I think as long as you don't do the one commercial with the naked girl in it, you probably could show it. We actually showed that in uh, Pebble Beach oh. to the management and you know family and you know uh, <clears throat> management as well as Time Warner. And uh, I actually got the best uh, congratulations, whatever you were. They're watching it, and I, and I have a scene in it where I walk in, and I get to hear this from the audience. That's Ed Log. <laughs> the Bordello, right? That's yeah, the, the Bordello with the, uh, the spaghetti pack up by a t shirt. You know, yeah, the pack of cigarettes rolled up in the back. And so, I'm not Ed, so not Ed Log. <laughs> <laughs> You have to understand the reason we made that is because they were making all these videos and commercials and stuff about the consumer side, but nothing about the coin-up side. And we said, hell with it, we're gonna make our own. <laughs> so you'd go you to the manager's these- meeting and, and the consumer group would take up like, you know, most of the manager's meeting with their videos that they were gonna, you know, the commercials they were gonna do. Right. And so we, you know, needed equal time. Well, we, we found stopped, it fascinating. We one camera and 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 two VC, VCRs for editing. Oh, oh, back in the well, old days. Yeah. We were such nerds that we were noticing differences in what the final release was like compared to what you're showing. Because, uh, like Carrie was pointing out some differences in like Black Widow and uh, you know gameplay differences about you know oh. how things were changed. That was and, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was really neat to see, you know, the differences between what was, was being fun. developed compared to what finally came out. And, you know, we really dug all that stuff. That was really we, a treat to check out. Speaking of prototypes, we've been getting questions about that in, in chat. Um, that must be a good seg- uh, good question to ask. Um, someone, yeah, Andy asked the, or asked to for, to ask you guys, <laughs> um, are there any, uh, any prototypes or uh, ideas that never made it to market, but you would like to see finished perhaps one day hundreds yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was the <laughs> owen rubin memorial game room also <laughs> coined by rock <Rockford. laughs> i well, had more games going into that room <laughs> i mean i have certainly games that i did that i killed that were not fun but i can't say any of them that i wish would ever made it to production my very last game for sente which we left at a golf land when Sente shut down. Uh, and someone, whoever got it, actually got the ROMs into, into MAME, I noticed, called Grudge Match. I wish I could have finished that. Oh, I it turned into a, a movie with Al Pacino and Sylvester Stallone, I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are, are we talking strictly arcade games here? Uh, uh, let's no, open no, it up to anything. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, no. The last game I did, period, uh, was for Innovative Leisure. Killed me that thing. That thing never made it to market. Your what? game at 3DO was really good too. That never got out, right? Oh yeah. Well, the M2, right? Yeah, dude, that was a great. That was a great product. That was a very very cool thing at the time. There was, um, it was a racing game. There was no. This is 
what was this 90, probably 96 or seven. There was no pop-up of the geometry in the background. Everything was loaded in the memory or loaded in time, in memory, uh, real-time casting of shadows. It was a pretty cool game. Real real physics, same guys who did the physics for hard driving, uh, did the physics for this game for... uh, for uh, the M2, it was the M2 launch title. I was sorry that didn't make it because I remember you taking me up there to see that. It was like, okay, I'm ready to buy this. <laughs> so was, so what's, explain what M2 is. What was M2 the- was the successor to the 3DO, the original 3DO. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It was the next generation 3DO. It was Art supposed to be re- uh, produced, manufactured by Mas- Matsushita, which is Panasonic. And there was going to yeah. be a Panasonic M2. Um, and uh, it, uh, I don't know all the reasons why, but it never went to market. And that's when I left 3DO. Um, kind of a, you know, you put your heart into a project for, and, and it's like, it's just a beautiful thing. There's some videos on YouTube you can find of the gameplay of yeah. the, but you have to, it probably looks terrible by today's standards. I, that's the issue. But by 97, in, that, in those days, that was, it was pretty amazing. sweet. Yeah, and it did another thing that that um, you know I'm sure has been done since, but there were like five different music tracks that were the same, but with diff- you know more orchestration, more energy. The tempo stayed the same, but like the drumming would go to double time, and and uh, the the riffs in the background would increase in 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 pace. And I'm about to get my boy come here. You can come up and say hi. I was hi. wondering where your dog was. He usually was <laughs> behind you. There's my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's somebody, can somebody uh, uh, post the uh, M2 uh, link I posted? The dog really hates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I would have loved that Marvel 2 ship. But that's You're a good boy. Uh, yeah, you are. It was pretty much done, though. I have it in the IRC chat. If somebody can, um, the video, yeah, the video from YouTube on M two. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. I would love to play Marble Two with the trackballs. Marble Man, Marble Man is yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. that was a white screen for me. I think speaking for collectors out there, that is one of the biggest ones. Like, oh, everybody yeah. loved I've never. Are we showing Marble Man is two? I've never seen a clip of it ever. Oh, they oh, have it at CAX. This is the M2. Oh, yeah. no, this is not Marvel Madness 2, Dave. Oh, no. no, this is the M2. Oh, cool. Oh, well. Oh, this is hey, the we doing Remember the time we're talking about? Specular Reflections back in... Uh, no, this isn't. No, 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 this is not. That's not this is game. not it? That's not my game. <laughs> oh. No, this is a, de- a demo showing a lot of different things from M2. A tech demo uh, for the M2. What was the name of the game, Ed? Well, it was originally going to be IMSA Racing, and then the deal for the license fell through, so it became World Championship Racing. Okay. And we had, like, I mean, we did, like, real tracks, um, you know, actual tracks, including a New Orleans street circuit. So it was a, it was a pretty cool game. Uh, that was around 97, 98, you said? Only someone had done that. No, 96, 97, I think. Because so. that's when that, when the M2 crater and it didn't go out and that game didn't go out that that's what got me out of 3do i just hey look at that heartbreaking there you go that looks like yeah looks like a bug (laughs) 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 yeah this is it 
Sweet. If only someone had rushed to do that, Ed. <laughs> Sorry, bad pun. Yeah, <laughs> rush. Oh, rush. nice. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, the, the, sorry, a couple of drinks in me. I'm a little slow. If you were in the yeah, remote sorry, camera yeah. going under that. This is Laguna Seca. That looks like Laguna Seca. I was just going to say that. Yeah, and the, the, yeah. watch the shadow. Will yeah, that's totally Laguna Seca. The car. It was pixel perfect. It was really nice. Little things like that. Sweet. Wait a minute. I've driven Laguna marks. Seca. Where is that in Laguna Seca? He just he just passed through the Dunlop uh, loop. Oh, I see where you are. Okay. Looks like He's he heading, heading, heading up the hill. I was a huge I was a 3DO owner and I and I read articles about the M2 and I couldn't wait for it to come out so I was waiting for it <laughs> so this was I remember game. playing that at media play oh replays too oh. they had wow. mad dog McGee <laughs> they had stuff that you hadn't seen yet you know yeah that was way replays. ahead of time for that guys know the story i can't find much except a john vivian uh interview um <laughs> anything about the company called axlon yeah axlon was a nolan company it was going to be wasn't that the robotics thing yes they, they did a game called frenzy is the only popular thing i can think of what frenzy it's like a button game it's kind of like a i know i heard you but I, I i hang out at axlon i you got have one of the prototypes around here from axlon uh, that was mostly going to be robotics. The Petster came out of Axelon. Okay. You know, so so the thing that behind me, wait, we're going to turn this off again. Sitting up on the shelf way back up there. Can I get to it? Can you see this guy right up there? Yep. Yeah, the robot up there. Okay, so oh, this yeah. was this oh, that robot, was the Atari robot. Atari robot. Uh, Nolan loved it so much he wanted to do something like it. And that was one of their projects originally was to do. Oh. Uh, then it became Androbot, I think. It's not Androbot. It came uh, something bot, what was it called? But he did, he did a dog and a cat that would run around your house. And, and they didn't go over very well. Mm. Uh, the only thing I found online, it's you have to even view it through the web archive. What wouldn't even come up is uh, <laughs> oh. it a chat there. That's an interview what? with John v Vivian. Vivian? Don't know that name. <clears throat> But one of my friends owns one of these Frenzies games, and I've never seen one in my entire life. That works. Huh. So I don't know how many were made or anything. <laughs> so right. here's uh, obscure titles like what was the one that um, Cube Quest? Oh, there you go. That thing. yeah, Cube Quest. <laughs> I've seen that. What the hell? Frenzy when there's already a stern frenzy, right? That's weird. What is that, Simon? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Say. Yeah, like Simon a cubed. Yeah. yeah. Like a bar type game, Simon. Yeah, it's because it's two players. There's two different colors. It's, it's Atari Touch Squared. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. It's whack a mole with buttons, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, Carrie would love that. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question relating to prototypes. Um, uh, do any of you guys, well, and, and this partially been answered in the past, but do any, do any of you guys have code or documentation or some sort of remnants of unreleased games in Where's your closets or code? at your home somewhere? I got a Polybius around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's right under the uh, bouncer, right? I the don't know what you're saying. Owen just disappeared off screen. Oh I knew God. he was going to come back with a ream of ah. fucking paper. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There, there we go. go. Oh, Ed's, I'm sure Ed Log has uh, some of those as well. When can you guys release that to the public? <laughs> well, actually, I was a good citizen, Ed. When, when Atari game shut down, I gave them all my listings and everything else. And to wow. this day, I feel so sad. I should have just kept those listings. Yeah. See if I can hold up the name on the bottom of that but, one, though. 
Look well, whose name is on there. Cerny. Cerny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the Marvel 2 source code. Doesn't Scott have it? Doesn't Scott have that stuff? He scavenged Scott like crazy has, in those. Yeah, Scott, has, uh, Scott Evans, you're talking about? Yeah. yeah Scott, he, he has the ROMs because he copied mine and the PALs. I think um, he sold all that stuff now, though. I, if he's what a, a thief. Not that I got a, <laughs> Scott's got probably, an eBay channel. He's dumping that stuff like crazy. Yes. <laughs> probably, there's probably a misconception that everybody has about what programming was like back then in the early days. We didn't sit around terminals and enter code. We wrote it down on paper. There were computer <laughs> operators that entered the code. And some of them sometimes entered their own comments in the code, which they was couldn't all read ours. Because <laughs> they couldn't read ours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there were also wisecracks from, from Linda Goidel all the time. Yeah, Linda's good. Oh, Linda Goidel. <laughs> so that usually you had, a watchdog, you, had a, you had a right to an address called the watchdog that if you didn't write to it often enough, it would reset the game. So if something got stuck in a loop and you would say things like kick the dog or you know, beat the dog, and they would <laughs> rewrite some dog. of them. Don't hurt the dog. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of a thing. Game, my first game at Atari, I didn't know there was those people to do that because I was in a different building. <laughs> so I did my whole first game at sitting at a teletype and saving it on paper tape and editing yeah. Oh my God. The whole thing was written by hand. And oh. I, I remember when Tom Hogue, who I was working for, came in and said, Can we see the listings? I went, What listings? I have some teletype output, you know. He says, No, don't, you know, the, from the PDP 11s in the other room. What what PDP 11s in the other room? <laughs> I think I'd written that whole game. Oh, I man. Doing <laughs> so it the hard way. It was done by hand. Oh. Time for a happy hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paperboy had all its data entry done for the playfields done by a secretary, but she did it on a on a terminal. VT one hundred. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Please, Ed. See, I don't one hundred ones because it was the com same company that did Marble yeah. Madness. When was it we first started entering our code? It was the early '80s, but uh, certainly by uh, Gauntlet standards, we were entering our own stuff. Yeah. When the I think that was when the VAX arrived. Yep. Yes, we could, we could start yeah. editing on the Vax. Yeah. When God arrived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Forgot well, that. It was all three stooges. Yeah. I think Jed Margolin had complained about it. So it was changed to GAWD or something. <laughs> yeah. I did not know not. that. <laughs> there was, then there was, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, I had gone then, but I heard stories about Kim Novak's and. Uh, that's correct. And um, what was the other Ernie, one called? Ernie Kovacs. Ernie Kovacs. Yeah. yeah. But I can't remember what the three were called. The Stooges? Yeah. They, was it, it wasn't Manny, <laughs> Moe, and Jack. It wasn't. No, that's the Pet Boys. Oh, Pet Boys, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was Larry. Hey, Mo. Oh, Larry. Calling Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, Mo, that's funny. <laughs> So, uh, all right. Well, um, uh, Marvel Madness 2 was a sequel in the works. Were there any other ones like, you know, 720 or Paperboy or any of those other games? Like, were they were they popular enough to, like, say, like, start the development? Or what you guys recall any of those? What would the sequel to 720 be? 1440? There you go. <laughs> I'm doing those all day now. 
Yeah. The, the the guys that did that had left Atari by the time there would have been a, a 10 year anniversary oh. or whatever. Um, so John Solitz and, uh, Solitz and, and Ralston, Ralston, Ralston went yeah. over to EA to, to, to do stuff. I thought there was a Paperboy 2, wasn't there? Home console, I think. Okay, I guess that's yeah, all. NES, yeah. NES yeah, or something. That might have been a console game. Yeah. Well, that's where you got to do the other side of the street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You drive. You ride back, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I can't yeah. remember if I talked about this other thing before, but um, you guys, you guys also mentioned um, Scott <laughs> Evans. I think he has the prototype that the 720 originally was like developing like a skateboard paddle on it or something like that on the base. Yes. Like you're going to kick a skateboard instead of hitting the button or something like uh, that. You still use boy, the that'd joystick. That'd be a workout. Yeah. yeah. That solved the arcade body problem we have today. <laughs> okay. now, so yeah. there's a game that I never thought would be successful. With, uh, what's it called? The one where you dance on the... Oh, oh right. Oh, DDR. Yeah. I thought that was like a total yeah. failure. Like, what, 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 what geek wants to? Oh, on uh, Sente, they did that, right? Stomping. It's stomping. Oh yeah, oh, stomping. They're gonna be awful. You know, it's like yeah. John Kinskin game. I don't remember that skateboard control, but the one I remember that was along those lines a little was Dennis Harper's game uh, that turned out to be Tubin in the end. Tubin. It remember oh, yeah. it's, it started out to be a, a kayaking game. Yeah, and oh, it had wow. it had a T handle coming out of there, and you'd, you know you'd no, be this wow. way. That'd be a that's you know, I left about that time, and I remember the kayak game, and I didn't know where that the tubing came from. It was it was work. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was it was dying, and there was a brainstorming session on. Okay, there's a lot of good code in this. What do we want to do with it? And I'm I'm sure every one of us at that meeting remembers it differently because I've heard different stories of <laughs> who suggested what since then. But yeah, tubing came out of. Uh, we talked about Tubin on our show and we're like, yeah. there's a little bit of like, uh, like in the higher levels or some uh, controversial uh, things oh, yeah. that <laughs> wouldn't probably fly today with like Definitely. some of the, some of the stuff you see on the sides of politically the, incorrect, like, or politically incorrect out on characters acid, no matter what it is. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. Well, one part, one any game that Mike Kelly was involved in, you you'd probably have a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, now, we I used like to, to go I to, like to uh, sum up Mike Halley in, in one memory I have. And when we used to play softball and he would stand out in center field with a beer and say, if you hit it to me, I have to be able to catch it with one hand and you better not spill my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys asked about nicknames. That's the only place we had nicknames that I recall on the survivors. Yes. The survivors. Yeah. The survivors. Is that right? DIB man. Wait, I, I think I remember in the, um, uh, Atari Business's fun book. There's actually a picture of the softball team. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, we really? got in trouble Maybe. over our yeah. logo for that. I, remember I the the survivor? <laughs> was that the name? Yes. Of the, that was the name of the softball team. There was a layoff right around the time they opened up uh, Twin Creeks. Uh, yeah. Pretty big layoff, and so we named ourselves. Yeah, and so the me. people who were left call ourselves the survivors. And I think it was George Offerman made the logo, which was the Atari. I have it in my trunk of my with car, bat, actually, with, in, a, in a bag. But it was, it was the vertical baseball old. bat with the two the Atari yeah. Fuji around it. And legal hated that, if uh, I recall. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Remember that. I only played on that team like a few games. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
you know, Owen, you Ethan know, a little you know, this, the same person he's, he's helping the, the, uh, beta test, the extra levels, um, Dave jury. Yeah. So he's like amazing at tubing also. The problem with David and I, and I had to have a little talk with him. It's like, he's Mark Cerny, right? He can play these levels. He showed me one of these levels he did. And I, and I watched him go through it and said, I don't think I could repeat that if you drew it on a whiteboard. For right. It. Oh, like, there it is. Uh, 34 Ks. Uh, oh, got the make that bigger there. He's, he's an amazing player. Harper's another guy you should have gotten to. Wow. Yeah. Hey, who's holding that up? You got to say something so it gets bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jim, can you present me real quick? Oh, he's laughing. Oh, oh, uh, oh, wow. Oh, Jim left, of course. Uh, <laughs> that was before. That was before my time. We got to make it bigger so we can oh. see. So let's, uh, let's wait till Jim comes back so he can. Yeah, yeah we just. That's not the survivor's jersey. No, no, no it's not. Was in yeah, camo. Actually, it says Atari consumer, so it's probably the wrong group anyway. Yeah, it's the wrong group. Yeah. yeah. Wah, wah. But I just I was flipping through this book, but you know, when you guys were coming on for this, and I was looking through some of the pictures, and I was like, I wonder if I can find any of these guys in these pictures. To... I'm sure you can. No, I mean, it's on, ton. On, I don't uh, know if you guys know this book, oh, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I have. Now you're presented thirty-four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And I, I just shut it. <laughs> the two of them <laughs> in my living room for about seven. I like months. the paper towel. You? <laughs> it's it's to help the green screen. <laughs> What, oh, which one that's a that? giant paper towel. <laughs> 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 the afghan. Which, which book is that? I didn't catch it. Really. It's Atari. <laughs> Atari Business is fun. Ah, okay. So oh, yeah, yeah the, like I said, it, it that says looks like Toyer in the background there. Consumers. Yeah, no. But the rest I don't of know it, it is. But... Trying to recognize anybody. I don't recognize. Yeah, that's not coin up. I don't think that's coin up. No, it's yeah, consumer. Yeah, it I says consumer on the shirts. So. Yeah, but I hung around with a lot of the consumer guys. Right. So. Well, they were yeah. upstairs for a long time. Yeah. A lot of long hair, but, a lot of mustaches. There. Yes. The, yeah. That's the look. The mustache is <laughs> on point. Yeah, that's a great book. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's proper big. It's a it's a it's solid read. I read I read that four times because I did a lot of proofing for that. <laughs> oh wow! So it's sort of true. Oh, he would send me chapters and go, what did I get wrong in here? You know, <laughs> Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt Vendel. Yeah. He's no longer with us. Hey, yeah, he passed. Yeah. That was really sad. I really liked Kurt. He was yeah, great. that was really. Yeah, they were. They spent a whole day here going through stuff and going over stuff. And uh, we fed them. And I almost got it. Must have been, it must have been from like nine. You still want to play? All right, I got a question from. Who are you uh, kidding, Ed? I got a question from Yo Eddie in the chat. He says, "I'll try again." How many Battle Zone cocktails were made? Ooh. Do any of you know of those? Two. And then, was a Battle Zone cockpit ever going to be released back in the day? Oh, oh no wow. Battle Zone cockpit. Um, there, there were a couple Battle Zone um, cocktail tables made. They were, they were um, but I don't, I don't, I think it was they tested it and it didn't test well. I don't know that they were they ever produced them. They went so, to the they went to the, the little one, whatever that was called. The cabaret. The cabaret. Uh, cabaret. Yeah. Yeah, the cabaret. The cabaret cabinet. That's what I have. Oh, there's a there's a cocktail right there. Yes. That may be just a prototype though. There was only a yeah. couple of those. It had to yeah. flip the screen. So yes. I mean, clearly it was one player's turn, flip the screen, the other player's turn. Yeah. It just didn't go. Yeah. Um you know what's weird is because uh what is the red baron red baron did a cockpit 
But yes. why didn't Battlezone? It seems like Battlezone would be a just a perfect one for that to be in the same the category. Was supposed to come out before Battlezone, and it slipped. It didn't. Okay. No, 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 it didn't. No, oh, no, no. They, they, they got, they got screen. Richmore got graphics up on the screen first, but the path he chose bogged him down later on, and he couldn't. He had to tear it down. I must. I was in your lab when you were doing Battlezone, and then I was. Oh in yes, you were. I was in his. <laughs> I was in his lab when he was doing that because that's where Major Havoc was done. When he was doing that game, I remember that. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, when is that? Out. When is that volcano going to explode? <laughs> <laughs> that was Bosco's thing. Shut right? up, Owen. <laughs> so it was hilarious because when we had Ed, Ed on the show, like Owen was in the IRC. Kept sending asking. questions. Yes. Ask Ed about the volcano. Ask Ed <laughs> about the volcano. Come on in. Are doing that? <laughs> that joke, right? Well, they you did tell you that I, Jeff... caught Ed, I caught Ed on probably one of his worst days. He must have been had he must have been heavily into a problem, and and he just wasn't ready for me to come fuck with him. <laughs> no. Well, you remember when we were doing those days? We well, first of all, that that thing had a bunch of processors, so there was there right. was the vector generator, which was a whole different thing to debug. From the 6502, which was the bug from the math box. But um, <laughs> we, when you were debugging on the 6502, if you had a really nasty problem, you had the analyzer that you, you worked on. We yeah. didn't have any, you know, like now you have, uh, you can trace your code, and, you know, deep, uh, it was primitive back then. The analyzer had 256 steps, and you could either be the beginning, the end, or in the middle. If you could get the analyzer, if you could, if you could get it, yes, that's yes. right. There was like four of them, and they got enough of them. <laughs> yeah, but the nice thing about them is they caught every one of the wires coming out of that processor, Major. so you could see all kinds of stuff. Kids, kids, these well, we days did the, don't we have. did the blue box. Thing. <laughs> we put an analyzer in there based on yeah. that. What was the I, uh, company I, policy I, on finished games? Like, if you guys wanted to take home an arcade cabinet, did they have like, oh, you can have one, but it cost you. 50% off or did they just give it to you because you created it or what was their what was the policy on that? It was different for every game. Yeah. Oh, it was? Yeah. I think you're kind of buying scavenger stuff. Right? That we use for field tests. They would sell it yeah. to the team for 50 bucks. Yeah. We go to the donut fund. That's right. <laughs> I don't think I, I ever major havoc I have. Mm, I don't donuts. Someone donuts. buying have, a production. Yeah. I have a vague memory of donuts along with that that foot trackball. Yeah, no, it was, it was a it was a it was a real bowling thing. ball. It was we played around the donut. We played around the donut table later in the day. Yeah, yeah it was in my in. office for a long time, Peter, and I got tired of tripping over it. <laughs> yeah. No, but this in uh, we'd had out in the common area where there was a circle circling of couches around a little coffee table where they'd put the donuts. And so late in the morning when the donuts were stale, you'd throw a few out there, like a miniature golf course, and you'd have to roll the <laughs> you'd have to roll the uh, Bowling ball. The bowling ball and get it to stop in the middle of a donut to get a point. <laughs> we were always developing games. Yeah, yeah everything. Gosh and donuts. Whether it was a video game, was a game or yeah, a yard game. Non or... Nonstop. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are, are big baseball fans, but um, <laughs> yeah, a group of us go to spring training and uh, we learned one year about this game called Mound Ball, which back in the old days, after you know, if it was a strikeout or, or throw to first or whatever, the player that wound up with the ball in the third strike would roll the baseball back to the mound. Now they just toss it in the stands from anywhere. They always the umpire 
always just throws a new ball out. But people would wager on whether the ball would stay on the mound or not on the mound. <laughs> and, and a bunch of us like go to spring training every year and we came up with like way many more rules to this. Oh, yeah, full rule book. We called it modified mound ball and you're basically betting on every at bat. It's um we don't game designers don't leave well enough alone. <laughs> To answer your question, uh, I think of only one other case where we actually bought production cabinets, and that was Tempest near the end. They had 300 or 275 Tempest cabarets, and they were going to trash them because they couldn't sell them. Yes. At that point, the, uh, the coin op said, hey, for 100 bucks, we'll buy them. You hear that, Andy, in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to understand something about that, Ed. For them to do that, it became an employee benefit, so they were taxed on it. Well, that may have That's been. That's why it didn't happen. When they when they did oh. um, what was the Wolfpack, the one with the, the big uh, yeah, there was a bunch of these little small monitors, and we all, we in engineering wanted to buy them all, and they had to take them out to a dump and crush them. Otherwise, they considered uh. it. Otherwise, it was a. Uh, they did that with little color monitors too. Right, because they could report that as a loss. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, that was that was ET, right? Right. ET was the same reason. ET cartridges. The IRS actually, there's rumors that the IRS actually went to see them dump them, so they could write them off. Because if you give if you give it or sell it to an employee, it becomes an employee benefit, and you're not only taxed on the income, you don't get to take the loss. I like that Wolfpack game. Talk about a big cabinet. John Ray? That was the first game I worked at, by the way. Well, John Ray did subs. Which was the, what was the big? I'm John Ray? The, it was Wolfpack, and that was the first game I worked on. I that was a think I've ever seen ball. that one. Yeah, I inherited it. Yes, that one. Yes, I that loved one. that thing. Huh. Damn. I don't huh. ever saw that. That was a great game. But talk about oh, a game that was Looks like it came out of a county fair. Yeah. <laughs> so the monitor's like inside that column in the middle? Yes. You went around Holy 360. Shit. Oh, that's awesome. So the monitor moved with your uh, periscope kind of thing. Correct. Yes. Okay. And it used it used a steering wheel mechanism to, so you can know where you were turning. I don't think I could play that without with wow. wild drinking, I should say. Yes. It's like the teacups. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I was 12. <laughs> It'd be so, so cool. So that says some... it was a prototype. So there, that was never in production. That no. was actually a fun game. I like that game, though. It's there's an old electromechanical submarine game, you know, where the boats go along the horizon and you shoot and little lights look like the, you know, the game I'm talking about? It's electromechanical. Yeah. And that was a, that was an electronic version of the same type of game. Okay. Hmm. You could chase, except in this one, you could chase the boat. So if the boat was going around, you could chase it. It's like oh. VR before. It'd be so VR. cool to see some yeah. of these old cabinets eventually get remade by somebody. It's like the the Atari airport con, uh, cabinets. Those are so cool looking. The ones that kind of wedge around in yeah. a big circle. Oh my god, I would love to have one of those. Talk those to are Scott. so cool. He'll build, he'll build you anything. Right maybe, there, you go. Maybe remake uh, Hercules into a playable. I mean, <laughs> I, I could I could build stuff, but you don't know if it's the right dimensions. Or... Wait, no, hang on. So Scott took my major havoc. Back to his yeah. shop, took it all apart, measured everything, got all the drawings for it, put it back together. So now he can make that cabinet again. That's how yeah. he did it. Yes, you oh he reverse gosh. engineered it. Wow, he engineered it. 
I don't know how much he took apart. I know there's parts still missing that he owes me. So missing <laughs> <laughs> the control panel. Thanks. Because <laughs> I know he got a lot of plans out of the documentation that was in the yeah, back of the car. He, he wanted to see down. the original one, so he, he yeah. took it and did all these measurements and stuff on wow. it to get real accurate drawings. We got a so question. I, I can't remember. Yeah, oh, maybe. the the one from Mark is a good one in the chat. Mal, Mark, is that what you're going to read? No, but the major Mark? havoc one. No, you go ahead and ask that. Then. Oh, the, well. Oh, Owen, there it uh, is. Yeah, um, in the YouTube chat, Mark is asking: Were the major havoc conversion kits planned from the start, or did no. I come much further into planning? I came later. I think major havoc would have done much better if it had been a raster game, if it could have been done. Because by that time, the arcade owners had just had it with vector generators. Yeah. Because the monitors were burning out all the time. I put a lot of software in to, to try to prevent that stuff from happening. Uh, but no, they didn't. So then they decided they had a bunch of boards they made. It didn't sell as well as it could have because it was XY, but they used them for re retrofits and the mm -hmm. Tempest mm -hmm. and Black Widows. And I think there's one of them. Unfortunately, uh, and unfortunately, the monitors in those games are slower than the one that was designed for major. Right. That's why you get so much flicker. Oh, okay. That's that's so, where the argument between the Amplophone and the and the sixty one hundred comes into play, I suppose. And the vector generator design right. was slightly different. Okay. Oh, it, were the vector cabinets more expensive than the the raster standard? The cabinets? You mean the They're, monitors? Sorry, monitors. Monitors. Yeah. Not really. I could probably look it up by looking at one of my. I think uh, in the early days, I think at first they were, and then they eventually kind of balanced out. But I couldn't say for sure. No, that just the, the the operators were tired of them. They blew up all the time because you uh, know the the screen you see is the center of nine, so you can draw way outside, and then that's why you get such smooth scrolling. Okay. Except that the if the monitor tries to draw out there, you're putting this huge current in the deflection amp to draw and it would just pop the transistors because you were pushing them too far. Right. Wow. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's that's you get smooth scrolling issue. Uh, <laughs> so I wrote, software, I wrote software in my vector generator. If it was more than a certain amount, I just stopped drawing and I clipped it. Uh, I did an Apple II ripoff of that game. Which one? <laughs> Seawolf, the yeah. one in Danger Screen. Oh, I only saw it go by really quickly. So I Actually, that's Wolfpack. Wolf. Oh, that oh, yeah, okay. that's Wolfpack. Yeah. One of the wolves. Display. <laughs> yes. So Wolfpack was before Seawolf then. Wolfpack it was 78, we were, it said. We were still in 1265, right, Ed? 78? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 78. it said 78. Yeah, we were still in 1265 when that was done. There until yes. the early oh. 80s. Yeah, Wolf, uh, Wolfpack was the one we saw that, that cabinet. Okay, yeah. I have a question from Gabriella. <laughs> Gabby's got a question. Um, she asks, how does it feel? I guess this goes to everybody. How does it feel knowing that you have influenced so many people with the games you've created sorry. that would continue for generations and become a big part of the gaming community? We apologize over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been accused of stealing everybody's milk money. Play my games, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, yeah. A typical answer someone will say, Thanks for the games. I always say, Thanks for the quarters. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's appropriate. Like a t shirt. <laughs> I think it's humbling. I keep getting asked, too, don't you get a collection of the money that the yeah. yes. that's a common question? Oh. It really is. 
Yeah. Yeah. You get the same royalties as the console people. Yeah. No. There's nothing really to be bitter about. Um, Oh, come on. You can try. There was. No, 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 no. Come on, Ed. It's the same thing that, you know, like baseball players went through in the early days, they made squat. Now they're multi-billionaires. It's the way of all things. Um, I was really touched, though, by um, Ernie Klein's Ready Player One and now Ready Player Two. Um, yeah. They were, that that hit me really, I mean, I was just blown away by the book. I thought it was fabulous. The book was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. movie sucked. Fun. But um, <laughs> I like Ready Player. I, I, well, been, I say that out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> there have been tributes, um, you know, that have been done in documentaries and other things like that, and they're cool and all. But when you know, especially now at, at my age of you know our age, when when you get full grown <laughs> adults come up and say. You did that while I, you know, as Ed said, you, you wasted all my milk money or I had so yeah. much fun with that. It yeah. makes you feel pretty good. But I don't know, that game was, that, that movie was a revelation for me. Uh, just movie or book? Huh? The book. The book. The book. The book. Ready Player One, yeah. yeah. The movie, and they, I think they talked about a glitch player. in one of the games too. I think, was it Temp? Was it Tempest? They talk about, yeah, yeah there's a glitch. On, was that a real glitch that they talk about in the book? I can tell you exactly why that happened. Yeah. No, it was so a, we were supposed to put in code to stop people from copying the games. So one of the ways of doing that was to execute what you drew. So Tube Chase had that. I think Major Havoc had it. And at the very last week, David decided to move the Atari message over a little bit and forgot that he used the location and it's what it was writing as the values for copy protection. So the game at some point would say, oh, this is a copy because the Atari message is in the wrong place. And uh, based on the score, would decide to just throw credit into the game. I think Wreck It Ralph focused uh, with had the glitch in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Owen oh, did one of the coolest things. Owen, I think in Mike Alba with um, Sebring, where Sebring. you you had the two ROMs, and we had you know the, you know the games all have self tests, but if if you if you did the ROM check with with Sebring, if you plugged them in the wrong socket, it would still boot up. And instead of saying ROM OK, it would say ROM KO. With a word that said, the ROMs are in backwards, stupid. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Mike and I were like there. We had had some pizza and we go, now what? You know, he goes, we can do a position independent test routine. OK. So we sat down and wrote this oh. thing. <laughs> so yeah, you could That's swap the ROMs and it would still boot. <laughs> oh, it was, that was a Michael idea. I can't take credit for that. But it, I laugh about it all the time. And someone in someone in the production actually had put two ROMs in backwards and saw that. And I got a call saying, what does this mean? Uh, <laughs> what, what does it say? <laughs> he says, the ROMs are in backwards, stupid. I said, okay. <laughs> my work here is done. I am done. Drop <laughs> my help. <laughs> it was only two EPROMs, so it was pretty easy to switch them. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had another, too much time on our hands that night. We had an, another question from uh, Andy Baldwin asking, what happened to Ed's gold asteroids cab? Oh, yeah. First of all, it wasn't mine. Who got that? <laughs> <laughs> Atari <laughs> built it. They put it in the lobby of 1272, and it became turtle roids for a while when we wanted to <laughs> move Frank Ballou. But I think it ended up um, Ken uh, Fidesna's home because it got shipped off to Midway and I think it ended up in 
last I heard from Scott Evans, I think he said it was in Ken. I wondered what had happened to that. You you need to tell the story of why it was turtle noise. Okay. <laughs> Every year we would go off site and we do brainstorming on game ideas for probably the next year or so. And every year, you know, Mike Alba proposed this turtle race game where the idea was to start <laughs> yelling. And every damn year. Every year. It was a great idea, too. And so Frank Blue got up and said, no more I don't want to hear nothing turtles. And so we had wind-up turtles, and we'd have one of the waiters bring him a drink with a wind-up turtle in it. <laughs> we do everything we could to think of turtles. We even converted the gold asteroids to turtle roids. So instead of the saucer coming out, there's this turtle coming the turtle out. Turtle come out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the control would have been a microphone. You had to encourage your turtle, but if you were too loud, it would pull it would its head pull and legs into, into its shells. shells it actually was. A, it actually was a good idea, Peter. It would have been. An it was. But it, was it wouldn't work in an arc. It wouldn't work in an arcade with all that noise around, right? No. It was before well, its time is the problem. Before well, near, yeah, but, near field mics, right? Yeah. It would it would work well, great in a bowling alley when all of a sudden people started yelling while you were bowling. Yeah. And Mike had another great audible audio game idea uh way was back that when that's doable now. No, the well, yeah, that too. But no, there was one where you would uh you would you <laughs> oh, would call geez. it would it was a game for oh, you know, very gosh. stereotypical. <laughs> But you'd, you'd, uh, it would be one side of a conversation, you know, kind of an adventure game. You'd call and uh, it was, a, I think it was called Gossip or something like that. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, you'd call and, and tell it, it, there'd be an evolving story and you'd, you know, they'd tell you a situation and ask your advice and you'd give your advice and then it would call you back after a certain amount of time and unfold the next part of the story as kind of a oh, roll your own man. adventure. And he was talking about this in the 80s, maybe. It must yeah. have been. Way well, before that, phones were able it was to based do anything on the, like that. the the text uh, Elijah. Yeah. yeah Elijah. Oh yeah. 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 Elijah. Do you I remember those of you, you who are too you... young to know Elijah? It was a teletype game or a te you know terminal game that would sort of ask you questions. You say like, I don't like my mom. Why don't you like your mom? What's wrong with the fake a fake psychiatrist? Yeah. And it was to prove that the pre-series not tell. A paranoid patient from a computer, right? Like a and Turing so, test kind of thing. The therapist would but, ask. But very, very rudimentary. You can still <laughs> right. find a lie. Yeah, the therapist the would ask a question, and the computer would respond like a paranoid person would. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a, throw it right or back. A, or, at you. or a therapist, right? Ask a answer a question with a question. And so it was basically proving the therapist couldn't tell the difference between a paranoid patient and this program called Perry. <laughs> I actually uh, played with it in the 1970-71 up at the Stanford AI mm -hmm. lab, and it, I was really impressed. For You know, oh, for yeah. the time it came out, it was actually kind of fun. Yeah. But after about about 10 minutes on it, you start to see the same messages over again. So Yeah, it would, it would throw <laughs> things back at you. There you go. That's hey. it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so say my mom. <laughs> <laughs> now point on the teddy bear where your mom touched you. <laughs> That's not That's funny. 
This was earlier. Uh, you know what's funny is <laughs> what's hours of entertainment right here. What's yeah, funny right about here. this is they've been they programmed in the delays that an old computer would have taken. That's awesome. The suspense is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like it was thinking about it. Yeah. What's good about it? The suspense is terrible. He, he's going to go this time. I hope it'll last. You am broken. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> you am broken. Quack. Oh well, oh well, a whoop. Somebody referenced Quack in the. That was all. I like that game. Oh yeah. I like that game too, but, but typical of Mark's game. Yeah, that was Cerny. Yeah. It was too hard. Yeah, Cerny. That had a That's touch screen. Anything Cerny yes. did was hard. Do you remember though? It had a touch screen. Yes. But it was. Yeah. It had. It had. But you only put one finger. If you put two fingers in, it would screw it up. Uh, it had LEDs that still screen. happens today, Owen. Uh, when we play Mega Touch, like the countertop bar games, um, right. if, if you're trying to, if two people are trying to play, it confuses it. it. Well, this one yep. was just, you know, a bunch of LEDs and a bunch of readers, and it would see where your finger went. Right? Oh, I didn't know. So it wasn't actually touching the screen. Yeah. There, there was actually for a very brief time a true stereoscopic 3D vector display that we had, and it was done with. Um, Two uh, two rotating discs of clear plastic with a shutter. Half half would be wow. black on each side, and they'd alternate sides, so you would be able to sync up the monitor and show the right eye one image and the left eye another. Well, I image. thought it was the same disc that just spun. Yeah, it may have been. I don't I don't actually recall, but yeah, that was that was wild to to get stereo by spinning this disc really fast yeah. in front of your eyes. Oh, Vectrex had that. Yeah. Yep. It did. So, so, disc goggles. So I'm yeah. old enough to remember the original color TV that was done that way. They had an RGB disc in front of it, and they put one in front of the camera. Oh, I don't think the code for this. It was quick. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Are the ROMs it, for this one? So the goal was to get your ducks from the upper left-hand corner down to the river at the bottom. Oh. Yeah, this is in Maine. It's kind of fun to play, actually. I did play this. Yeah, it's it is fun to play. I never seen it. It would have been better though if I could just of... swap two tiles. You you a lot of phone games <laughs> based on this. Get killed yes. so fast. Yeah, see, I wanted I when Mark was doing this, I said, I want to just be able to touch two tiles and swap them instead of having to slide it like a nine puzzle, you know, like a nine puzzle. Because oh, right. slide them yeah, around, which took too long. Of, um, number puzzles you had to get in order back. Yes. Yep. Right. Be much better if you could just swap two times. Yeah, there's only, there's only one place it can go. So why would right. you need to slide it? Well, you had to slide them things around really fast, but the ducks moved too quickly for you to get the yeah, piece that was in the lower right corner up to the place you needed it. Hmm. Well, now see, that's a toy that's probably lost since the '60s. Those, right? I mean, they, right. they used to yeah. come in in a little plastic frame mm -hmm. with little plastic. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. chiclets. Yeah. yeah, got it as prizes at birthday <laughs> parties and yeah, yeah. <laughs> iPhone iPhone games based on that now. Oh, my okay. Yeah, my seven-year-old just played uh, uh, some sort of level of Mario or something like just the other day. Uh, say that again. Like, what, what game? Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to give him shit every time. Mario. Yeah, but do you drive a Camaro or do you drive a Camaro? Come on. Is it decal or decal? Oh, he drives like Camaro. Is it about or about? <laughs> a boot. I'm kidding. I speak proper English. Come on. Mario's I know we got our Canadian <laughs> friends out there. Hey, Peter, right. Peter, I may have one of those puzzles right next to my Rubik's cube with all the stickers taken off. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was always hey. done. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was a question in the chat. I'm not I'm not one of the hosts here, but I, I, it was an interesting question. I think for Peter, 
about his work on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, I missed it. And the licensing yeah, work with well, Lucas. Well, first off, thank you for oh, monitoring yeah. because we can't keep up <laughs> yeah. with it. So <laughs> I missed that one. Oh, I've been crazy. trying to keep jump, up on both jump chats. right in. So if you see something that's interesting, yeah. I, was just, I like that question because I worked at EA and we had lots of issues with Lucas on, on various games. And I never talked to Peter about that oh, with Indiana yeah. Jones. Well, well yeah, I if don't... you guys are in the chat... <laughs> By all means, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which, no, I don't remember is it being this a, the a IRC chat or what? What chat? Yeah, the IRC. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we have we the YouTube pretty... chat and the IRC chat. It's yeah, your... the IRC link is <laughs> okay. I'm only seeing the Zoom chat. But no, we we worked pretty closely with the with the guys at at ILM on that one. I we approached them after the first movie, and they said, you know, we're making a second one. Um, so they actually suggested we do Temple of Doom. Um, so oh, we got to see the game. script early and we were going to do a laser disc game of it. Ooh. Um, cause we, you know, we went up there and got to, I think no! it was probably, probably my Cali. We went up to ILM in uh, San Rafael and, uh, where they were filming the mind chase scene and all that stuff. And we were going to do, we were going to do laser disc of that, but then we realized, you know, they're, they're spending, you know, however many million on, four minutes or three minutes of footage and we said no 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 for a laser disc we're gonna need like 45 minutes 50 minutes for all the alternative and so it budgeted out at about a 40 million dollar game oh <laughs> wow. so we switched harrison okay you gotta get rewind we're gonna put you over here yeah. shoot it again hey peter when we were doing yeah. the golf simulator it was also a laser just disc nickname game. and just hit login that's all no, no, there's but a the, question here that's good for us. It's talking about the, the Roadrunner game. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a laser disc game. The Blasphemy. But the, originally, the originally the a laser disc game. Yeah. Yes, Roadrunner was a uh, laser disc game. And, and gorgeous. Was, you know, no, 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 no. Let me read the question, Ed. Let me read the question. All right. It says um, Question Were there any sticking points with licensed games, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, for example? For the first time, because of an Atari game, the Coyote could actually catch the Roadrunner. Did yeah. anyone at Atari see this Looney Tunes <laughs> for what it was? Will any of you now denounce this game? Warren. But it was a game. When you managed to kill the Coyote, it would cut to the appropriate actual real cartoon that yeah, Chuck Jones uh, had Yeah, written. it was great. It showed you know, he can get hit by a car, blown up by dynamite, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. So it was a combination of real cartoons with video game footage. And it, it was a problem trying to get, you know, because the LaserDisc, LaserDisc background was the play field, uh, we had some registration problems. Uh, it was a little issue, tricky. Yeah. Um, but the real problem was, you know, we took it out in field test and it didn't do great. And it didn't do so bad, so they couldn't kill it. And they didn't want to release it as a Laserdisc game. So they said, why don't you put it on System 1? Right. Yeah. At that point, I was so fed up, and I didn't think it was going to work on System 1. And I had another idea I wanted to do instead. So I told them, no, I want to, you can give that to somebody else to do. I want to do another game. That was Gauntlet, right? Yes, it was Gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ed, I have to tell you that so I was sent by Atari for two summers to MIT to learn about to keep games. And I came back and I said, don't do these. 
because they won't survive the arcade. Yeah. And no one show listened. the laser disc part. <laughs> and what we learned was they didn't survive the arcades. I didn't hear Owen. You said you went to MIT for what? I, I worked. With, I went. I got sent by Atari for summer sessions in, in Nicholas Negroponte's uh, machine architecture group, now the Media Lab, to to talk about. You know, he basically had classes on doing games and laserdisc, and uh, what we all came out of at the end was, don't do them. Do They're not designed to uh, to work in an arcade. You shake the cabinet hard enough, you'll the laserdisc will stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, now the original question of, of license issues, I do remember two problems with ILM that were actually kind of funny. One was on Indiana Jones, where uh, we were showing the logo, where Indy's looking at the camera and he's got his hat on. And you know, we'd had to do it on the stamp hardware, I guess it was, and uh, pretty oh, yeah. proud of, you know, pretty proud of how well it looked. And they're coming in, I think they're looking for something to criticize. So they're looking at it and they say, eh, I don't know, the hat's too high. This is pre-Photoshop, but we had that art tool, I guess, that, that Hogue had made. So yeah. someone was able to rip out a line and lower the hat right in front of their eyes. And that kind of shut them up. You know, they had like, that oh. had to be all but, the... But the other one was with Dennis's game uh, with the Ewoks. Remember when he was doing oh. Return of the Jedi? And the funny line that I remember from that, you know, he was showing that the Ewoks were hiding behind trees. They pull ropes. And as you mm -hmm. go through, they go. Yeah. So they were wearing like blue and red so you could spot them. And someone looked at him and they said, no, Ewoks can't wear red. Mauve, maybe. <laughs> so, okay. uh, That's a little precious for no. us. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I remember hearing with EA too. Is that they were yeah. really obnoxious sometimes to work with. So, so yeah. we, I were after I left Atari and Bally, I actually worked for Berkeley Systems, the guys who did the original screensavers. Uh -huh. You don't know Jack, okay. yeah. And you don't know Jack and all this. So they did a. Uh, they did a Simpsons screensaver and the guy who wrote itchy and scratchy screensaver on, on April 4th, it's the one time they would get caught. They'd flip positions. So I, I can't remember. It's itchy catch scratchy or the other way around. And that guy got sued. Oh, oh no. damn. Because it broke, it broke, it went against the canon yeah. of the, you yeah. know, the cat never won, right? The cat always yeah, fought. Uh, yeah. In this case, the uh. cat won. And it basically ruined Berkeley Systems for licensed products for quite some time. Dang. So you have to be really careful with licenses because they don't don't like you changing the characters. Yeah. There was, there was, and uh, how they found it was, I don't know how they discovered it. It was only what happened between certain hours on April 1st. I also got a, a cease and desist letter from the uh, guys who did Sluggo and Mr. Bill telling us that <laughs> not appropriate for asteroids. And, you know, I didn't create that. Just other people within Atari called Sluggo and Mr. Bill. But I got a cease and desist letter because somebody put it in the oh, literature. In an interview, yeah. Oh, man. Are you sure you're not guys, you guys aren't working for Disney? <laughs> well, that happened at oh, Apple man. when I was first at Apple. They named uh, these machines, like there was Piltdown Man, and, and, there were, and then one of them was Carl Sagan. And yeah. the joke was these uh -oh. were all people that these were all things that were phony, right? That was the joke, <laughs> the inside joke, right? So because the machines weren't, we didn't know if they were going to get done or not. And somehow it leaked out that one of the machines was named Carl Sagan, and Apple got a letter from Carl Sagan's attorneys. <laughs> so ah. We couldn't so so we, we couldn't use the name. So uh, uh, it was called. Um, 
Boneheaded. J was the re replacement name, which which everybody laughed inside stood for butt-headed astronomer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a this letter from Jean-Luc Ponty's lawyer one time. Really? Ooh. You remember the, the Rockbridge Synthesizer? Yes. On the 800? Ooh. One of the you two. One I still have mine in the garage if you'd like it. <laughs> I'm sorry? I still have mine in the garage if you'd like it. <laughs> if you can get the code onto one of the uh, uh, simulators, if you've yeah. got the one that, that does uh, Prelude and Fugue uh, in C minor, I would love to get that. I don't have, I have that version anymore. I still or have Bolero, I'm sorry. Bolero. I don't I have, have the Atari 800 it plugs into, so I might still have the code. Yeah, find out. Um, but in any event, I, because I did New Country, uh, they sent me this letter. And at the... <laughs> At the time, you know, I was still I was still with Atari, and um, Atari owned Warner Electric label, uh, record label. So um, fortunately, I knew Claude Nobbs, who was the director of the Monterey Jazz, the Montreux Jazz Festival, um, and he was also the director of Warner uh, Europe, uh, the record label at that time. So he was able to call off the dogs because I didn't know what to do. I wasn't making money from this thing. I was just giving it away. And it sucked compared to listening to the record. I mean, <laughs> Wait, but wasn't the, the, I think the best one was uh, Dan Puskin's Beethoven's bathtub. Disco <laughs> 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 dirge. This, oh, yeah. well, no, he did that. He did this thing where he took like clips of Beethoven music and then algorithmically stuck them together. So you would think you recognized this the music, but you weren't quite sure. And it says name of it was Beethoven's bathtub. <laughs> the other licensing issue you had, Ed, was with Anna McCaffrey. Oh well, that's one when, when we were talking about that earlier, licensing games. I that's when I left Atari and I left uh, Peter and the Lurch working on on the game that became Firebeast because they would they could not come to terms with Anne McCaffrey. It was originally designed to be the Dragon Riders. Dragon Riders. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you know, love that you love that little worm so much so that yeah the appearance in another game well that it showed it, up in <laughs> it was pretty well the best story was Gabe my son um, his freshman year he was taking a computer course and uh, what and on parents day I'm sitting in class with him and the instructor is describing this algorithm which is the freaking worm algorithm and he wants them to be able to program this in JavaScript or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm nudging game going, that's my code. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my baby. It's the same code in Snake Pit, right? Yeah. 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 Well, a little bit more advanced in Snake Pit. But yeah. I I got a question. Did, did any of you guys <laughs> end up with sons or daughters that are making video games or programming? Oh god, I feel like kids. Sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Our daughter was the uh, one of the IT people at uh, Georgetown when it, it, that was her job while she was going to school. But it was interesting. There's another little story as a sideline. I'm not sure if it's really relevant, but when she, her first class there, actually, she had two classes when you first joined in. One was sort of a uh, remedial, not remedial, but they want to make sure you could read and write. And so this particular class gave you a bunch of books to read. And one of them was, um, uh, we'll write for food or something to that effect. And she happened to know the author. 
Oh, wow. Gordon Rubin's wife. Ah. Oh. I remember that was, was part of her reading. But there was, you know, in, 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 the, in the dorm, she walked over to one of the other guys who was looking over the shoulder. And she looked at that and said, I know that guy in the, in the book the guy was reading. That's my dad. Oh. <laughs> so apparently they gave him some book on video games to read. Oh. My picture was in it. Is that Will Wright for Food you're talking about? Yeah, Will Wright for Food. Yeah. yeah. The, the best name. I love that name. I wish I could say yeah. when he came up with it. That was a friend of hers that did that. But that's just one of the, you know, small world. It's a small yeah. world. Wow. Peter, didn't Danny get a job for a while? Uh, he was doing game stuff for a little bit, and he's still doing game, uh, like a Unreal Engine project oh. on the side with some people, kind of for fun. But no, he's oh, never cool. gotten paid being in the game business. No, I don't. Yeah, Gabe was a uh, uh, one of the gods in a one of the muds that many muds that were around in the early days. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember muds, but um, yeah. my son uh, was a god. Did a bunch of programming for that, but that was not for pay. I didn't know that multi-user dungeon. Yeah, yeah we know. Like, no, I didn't know he did Realms Online, uh, Global Wars, on the BBSs. <laughs> PBS, yeah, similar back to that sound again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dial up sounds. Yeah, uh, well, I, that was, I hate to that admit was the magic I sound. A, I had a demon dialer, so the one that they saw in, in, in uh, what was it? What was the name of that movie? Uh, War Games, War Games. I had a second phone line, and I used to leave it run all day long and come back and find all these computers. So, yeah, like, uh, I wish we had so, a so I'll tell an Atari story that I can probably tell now because the I, probably the government won't come after me anymore. Uh, before, <laughs> before I went to Atari, I did some work at, at the ARPA, at NASA Ames on the ARPANET, writing these uh, end drivers for what was then called the ARPANET to soon to be the internet. And when I came to Atari, I had a terminal and a modem in my office and I used to hack the ARPANET because I was looking for colleges that were on there. And I get this thing that says login, and that's all it says. And with the help of, of some very clever people at Atari at the time, we discovered what the machine was, were able to break into it, and started playing Crothers and Woods Adventure. I don't know if you guys know that, the old terminal adventure game. You're standing by a well house, and you would you're give it to by a Gru. Oh, Zork? Zork was an extension yeah. of that. The original uh, adventure. We were play we'd play that after work. We'd huddle up in my cubicle and we'd all play that game after work. And one night it gets interrupted and this guy goes, Who the hell are you? <laughs> we had, we had oh, damn. A super user account on the Oh wow. And uh I thought it was some guy in a college, so I told him who I was, and bam, the thing gets disconnected and the phone rings. Oh. And he goes, How did you do this? And like three days later, the guys in the black jackets and the white shirts no. and guys came out to have a very long talk with me. It turns out I had broken into MITRE, which was a uh, Department of Defense computer. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> so the movie War Games was right. Yes. I was just going to uh, say, was, shall yeah. we play? I was we looking for close. that sound bite. I was thinking so of weird science myself. But. They had installed a new machine. <laughs> just, they installed this new machine, just plug it into the network. They didn't set it up. And we recognized it as a digital equipment corporation machine. We used a field service password to log into it because that's the all, every new machine has that we created a super user account on it and played this game for a while and uh 
Yeah, it, I wasn't supposed to talk about that for a long. Real time. question is, what's the game doing on there? <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, came with, it came with the machine. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like when you, when you install old Linux's um, mock, they had a lot of like uh, text games on there. Network. Yeah, sure. And we oh. had that Play-Doh terminal. Oh, when we yeah. had that Play-Doh terminal. Too, that's right. right. We had Play-Doh later on. That was fun. The only thing that saved my butt in that whole thing was a I had a clearance because I was working at NASA Ames, uh-huh. but I didn't have but I didn't have a need to know. Yeah. So that was the problem. But it was all done on a Model Thirty Three paper teletype. So behind the teletype was stacks and stacks of paper of what we had been doing. So That's they just cool. sat this one day with me and going through it all and realized, well, why did you go to this directory? And why, what were you doing there? <laughs> uh, well, we wrote this program to find out what the machine was and ran it on the machine. And we knew more about the machine than they knew about the machine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What year was that? Uh, God, that had to be 78, somewhere around wow. there. Wow. He had a group six access. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a little scary because I, you know, like, I felt like I was being watched after that. You know? <laughs> oh, Probably yeah. were. Well, the weird part was about six months later, I get a phone call from MITRE offering me a job. No. <laughs> and I called, I called, I called Lyle, Lyle Raines, the, you know, one of the senior people there. I said, "Start offering me a job." He goes, "They don't want you to give you a job. They just want to know where you are yeah. <laughs> at all times." <laughs> now they do with your phone. Here's an anklet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have an Indiana Jones question. Oh, Indiana Jones. Okay, this comes from Gabby. What are the thuggy guards saying when they're going? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, no, they I, actually say stuff, but that she's asking, what are they saying? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Was it Hal Cannon? I can't remember who created those. That was early when we first had a sound department. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one was like we used to think it was only gutter butter was uh, how we called it. But I don't think we knew that when we recorded it. <laughs> I, I swear one of the lines says something like Alibaba rule the world or something. Oh, yeah. Like well, that. those came from the movie. Yeah. It was when you whipped them and the guys just stuck out their starfish pose and fell. Yeah. You know, we yeah. had a variety of kind of random sounds there. I think, I can't remember the session where those came from. It must've been fun. Was it like the, like the rhubarb word? You know, you, that's what the same movies in a crowd. They have a bunch of words you said. It's yeah. A conversation in the back. Yeah. No, I think we probably, we probably let the sound guys <laughs> just kind of give us some filler sounds. Said we need four, four sounds and have fun, do something. Yeah, crowd sound. Funny. Yeah, Earl Vickers was good at that stuff. Yeah. Bro, I remember Earl. Yeah, this that's that is a hard thing, right? There's so much interesting trivia about games like that. The one I hear most was from RBI baseball, actually, and and from the consumer version. There's a lot of people who love that game and they want to know the subtleties about it that I haven't a clue. Mm. <laughs> you know, and probably never did. Was Relief Pitcher that was a system one game, wasn't it? Was that uh, system, system two, I think, wasn't it? System two? Maybe no, I no, I don't know. It wasn't high res. Peter was. No, you're right. So it was system one. Yeah. High res. Yeah. There's a that question was, on the chat. Was there anything that the wonder- unreleased prototype? That was. I. That's what I was going with it. Like, or that's where I was going with Which the point? question, because, because I feel like cause there were like five or six like. Yeah. Common system one games, and, or I mean uh, common uh, as in, but yeah. but I feel like relief pitcher. I I don't. I've never seen one of those. Well, it's because it wasn't much of a hit, I think, is the problem. <laughs> but no, it it, uh, it was a, just the standard hardware. There was nothing weird about it. The button was special. I was still, it's the only patent I've ever gotten. I have a patent for that button. 
But that Why? begs the question, though, because um, just about every System 1 game I can think of has unique controls. Like Road Blasters yeah. has the yoke. Uh, what did Relief Pitcher have? That was it's it's the divided button. It's a it, the button's about the size of the palm of your hand. Oh, it's divided right. into thirds. Okay. Oh, very clever. Oh, cool. then it, and then it has, I think, an analog joystick too. Um, okay, because... I think we're uh, Jimbo. We're you and I are thinking of a different baseball game. We're thinking of a different baseball game. Okay. Nintendo RBI. Well, though this isn't this no. is RBI you're looking at. It's right there. We're talking about relief. Yeah, pitcher. there you go. There's a relief. There pitcher. it is. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You, you wrote a pen on that. Very cool. It's like a Simon button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that that was the. It's a bunch of stuff didn't work out with that game, but the idea was you you could I pick the one of your you know fastball, curveball, or each pitcher had a different third pitch, and then the analog so stick you, you were supposed to be able to it? put English in it. Yeah, you did you. So you, oh, really Carrie, it's opponent. a video version of Pitch and Bat. <laughs> yeah, your your yeah, opponent English wouldn't be able to awesome. see it. That's you very know, cool. Is that the one with Jack Buck? Yeah, that's Jack right there. Oh shit! Yeah, and 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 wasn't weren't all the players like people? Well, there was Owen, right? Yeah. Yeah, people from Atari. Yeah, we put up a we. I came up with all the stats for know, what people I needed didn't know and that put it up on the wall, and people filled that in. Peter, I never saw that. My whoa, whoa, that looks. That's your ugly field. Look at the the graphics look so. Freaking fancy cool. for, oh, it, a, I, for I think it was a wonderful experiment. I'm really sorry it didn't work because uh, it, it had a lot cool about it. Look it I love I, yeah. you know, the animation I, is amazing. That looks so yeah. much more photorealistic than anything else. Well, the perspective it's this wacky fisheye. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, yeah. if you had the guy coming in from third, if we had a shot of that, that would be awesome. Because when he came in, he slid foot first, and his foot's half the size of the screen by the time it hits the camera, <laughs> right? It's so, a big you know, shoe. He's, yeah, he's coming down from third base, which is only, uh, you know, what, 80 pixels away? <laughs> so, Was that Dan Van I just saw at the beginning? Very possibly, yeah. So we, we put up all the <laughs> people's and all these uh, stats of the players and then left the names blank, and people could wander in the lab and, and pick a player who they thought matched That's them. That's very cool, right? Yeah, they, it also was supposed to have AI in it that would, you know, we I took a class in genetic <laughs> algorithms around the time they were kind of new, and we were hoping to have it learn. Now um, it looks like Ed Wog there that time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of fun ideas in it. But oh, sweet. So there was maybe there was two relief pitchers because there was an Atari System One relief pitcher, and it's not that I don't think. No, uh, this looks I, this looks different. I put a link in Is our chat. Right? Yeah, relief. Oh, okay. Link gap looks like like hardball. They were used for you know. I'd like you to notice that there was no plex over the monitor in that. Game. <laughs> yes. <there you> go. <laughs> we for actually sure. had the the Ed hardball. You, the hardball you mentioned, the Cinematronics game yes. with the spring loaded bat. Yeah, yeah we had that in the lab while we were working on this one, and John saw it. Yeah. So this one here. This yeah, this looks way it. more. It looks way more cartoony. That yeah. the one that oh, they okay. just showed. Looks, so that's uh, that's the unreleased uh, prototype on the System One. You know, I I don't remember the distinction. That's crazy. No. The one that we saw in that video looked way more like photorealistic. The animation yeah. looks wow. like it looked like a different game. Right. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. And this is the yeah. one with a big foot too. I I don't know why it's like this. Yeah, I, I honestly, I have lost it. those years apparently. <laughs> so. <laughs> so about those parties. Yeah. <laughs> How about? Yeah, that's a great segue into the. So can you guys really tell us about these? 
So this I, I, like, I want to ask from 92. There's a question on the chat though. I love it. it says, uh, was there anything one of them took that they shouldn't have code or physical items? <laughs> yes. That's all we're saying. Just, just, just give them a one word answer. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you just saw a big stack of paper that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I accidentally left it in clean. my car. What's that, Ed? I, when, when I left the first time, it was squeaky clean. Oh, yeah. Well, you had to be because of where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you talked about some of that kind of stuff, Owen, in your in your yeah. other conversation with these guys. I know. Yeah, it was a it was the '70s, even though it was the '80s. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> well, the well, thing well, that the, the most memorable about taking things that you shouldn't was when they split the company, and they fired all the consumer people in the, that were in that building. The first people they fired were the security people, huh. so all the security people were let go, and then Jack That's and everybody went around and fired people. So you'd watch these yeah. people carrying development systems and color TVs and stuff out <laughs> the car because there was no one to stop them. You know, yeah. they just yeah. loaded shit up into their car. Just middle go, fingers flying all over. Back up the truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. The, I'm taking the donut. Covered After they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. After we, they were all they, gone, Rick and I went, Mark and I went upstairs and we walked through the area, you know, the the the, the buzzards swarming. And yeah, we right. found we found a safe, a, a big tall safe, and uh which was locked. And the combination was on the bottom of a desk drawer. So we were pulling out drawers and I found the combination. And when we opened it, it had the main library of all the 2600 cartridges in it. Oh, shit. Oh, something they should have owned, right? And I was like to Rick on, do we give it to him or do we sell it to him? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he, I called Jack Tremiel's. I got it through to him and said, I have something over here I think belongs to you. And he hung up on me. Wow. <laughs> I was Weird. like, come on, Rick, can't we keep these? <laughs> so I have a set of special skills. But there were all the all the the master ROM sets were in that safe. Wow! I guess, I guess when the movers moved out, they couldn't open it, so they just left it. Yeah. Wow! Well, they're heavy. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you guys probably won't be able to answer this because you guys were developers. Um, but nothing exists for any arcade company uh, regarding how many like um, games were manufactured in numbers. You know. <clears throat> But the weirdest thing is, is there exists a document from Atari dated, you know, 1999 with all these numbers on it. I think Scott Evans, that that's one of the documents he had. Yeah. It yeah. says like the production numbers, surprised. right? Yeah. 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 I also have a list. Is, I don't is that a legit list? I mean, everybody follows it, you know, to the team. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I remember because our bonuses were based on how many they built. Yeah. And when they were really bad with that paperwork too, when we first oh, yeah. were shutting stuff down and they moved everything, you know, the back half of our building was uh, pretty much an empty warehouse. And so there were boxes and of papers and all kinds of stuff. And after, you know, one of the major shutdowns, I went back there and was flipping through things, looking for to scavenge. And I found a big stack of, uh, printed out documents and I started flipping through and I saw it was everybody's salaries. Oh, it was oh, financial records. And I, you know, I was sitting there going, okay, what should I do with this? And I, I took it into John Ray and said, here, man, what is that <laughs> I don't want to know this, but uh, I don't think this belongs in a box in the back. So if Would I you like that, to work for the government, probably, yeah. Where were you here at that time? Uh, this was in the, the one in Milpitas. 
There was the big long flat building, one story on one side, two stories on the other. Yeah, where the manufacturing we was in there. I mean, no, this... no, no, that was all engineering. And then, then you guys went up on McCarthy and took yeah. over one of the manufacturing buildings. Oh, I think that was after I was gone by then, probably. Because this was in 1501. Are you holding up Atari stocks paper? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real stock certificate, not to be confused with the phantom stock. That's I, got, I, yeah. actually have, I actually have two of them. Have, wow, nice. Oh, wow. That's probably worth more now than it was then. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the collector's item. <laughs> I don't think it's personal because it's 40 years. How much were Atari employees paid back then? Like 20,000, 40,000? Depends on what year you ask. Yeah. 82, I guess. Like, I would be thinking like 30 to 40, right? Six or more. Huh? Somewhere in that neighborhood, anyway. I, I seem to remember somebody, I can't remember exactly who it was, you negotiating for like $30 an hour. And, and I was thinking, that's a lot, man. <laughs> I, rem I remember my starting. I remember my starting salary in 1976. I thought it was a lot of money. It was a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a huge salary. Yeah. And that was. You are looking. And they won't believe you. No. Yeah. Well, the reason why I asked that because the arcade um during the early 80s was like a billion dollar industry and you guys should have been like players involved. oh that was some of the upstairs okay wow hmm. the consumer guys got some of that got it we got a, yeah. we got a raise in 79 because i kept getting these job offers and they were way above the salary i was making at atari and i kept harassing lyle about it, saying how, how come they can afford to give me that much and i'm not getting it here and so they did an across the board level up of everybody at one point and then he came to my office and says don't ever do that again <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> me what i'm worth okay <laughs> yeah what is that a picture of and now for something completely different <laughs> <laughs> here's something we hope you really like <laughs> oh <March. laughs> uh, let's see questions mm. oh that's right i still have a couple up here Oh, here's one from um, this was a while ago from Mike Thomas. Was was there any pushback to not having different controls for each one of the Atari System One games and control panels? Like, was there? Oh, because they're they're because they're all a little bit unique. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because since it is a kit game, or I mean, a, a kit system. Well, so was the like Belly Senti system too. That's true. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, you could piggyback yeah. that one. No, it's Sente. You guys, you you were okay with. Uh, new controllers. Right? It uh, was designed from the beginning to accept the new control panel. And I think they wanted it that way. You make more money. Yeah. You sell yeah, the control yeah. panel and the board both. Yeah. yeah it, it saved a lot and, of money not having to rebuild the the cabinets and the and the hardware. So and really going back in the Atari, like that was their thing too, to have unique controls that for the game. Like that's yeah. what made it attractive. Yeah. You know, if it's well, always it's a joystick and a button, it's you know. It's funny how long that took. So when I was hired at Atari in 76, they were going from all hardware games to games with microprocessors in them. That's the, I, I was a firmware engineer out of, of Berkeley. So they wanted to put processors in because the goal was, let's reuse the boards we make for games over and over by putting a processor in them. 
and every new game, every game had a new board. Very rarely did we ever reuse a board. Uh, and then system one finally came along, what, 82, 83? 84. 84. I mean, it took that long. Yeah, Marvel. Yep, Marvel, Marvel Madness was 84. It took that long before they actually got that right. Very little hardware got reused. Maybe the vector generator basics got reused, but even those boards were reused. Atari Baseball used the exact Atari football hardware. Okay. Well, no, it had we had an extra uh, two bubbles of gray. Yeah, see, the hardware was changed. We we, de we never took the same board and put it in another game, really. We always And some of that was because of audio, because a lot of yeah. times the audio was just RC setups, and we didn't have an equivalent of a pokey or an audio yeah. generator chip. No, I learned so I learned recently Ed, that Major that? Havoc has the space on the board for the voice chips was never stuffed in there. I had no idea that what's his name Jess is working on. It goes well. How come you guys didn't fill in the uh, voice circuit in here? You know, I had no what idea that was on the board. Well, oh, I'm wow. talking for example, asteroids is basically a lunar lander board with different audio and maybe something else for controls, but that was and it. taking away the no the lunar lander didn't have. Ooh. The math box did it? No. 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 It wouldn't have needed it. And Major Havoc was a change to Tempest hardware. Because I, yeah. I had to give up. Uh, because of Asteroids Deluxe, I gave the color hardware to Dave Toyer and had it, had it to him. And then when it came back, I got all the all the, the, the stuff that makes it look 3D. That's the old no math again. That's all done in hardware tricks. Uh, Doug Snyder was a genius when it came to stuff like that. Yeah. Wait, so Major Havoc was based uh, upon Tempest? It's a, it's the next generation after Tempest. Holy but shit. Remember, this, they're heavily modified, too, you know? Well, it, we also had three processors originally on there. One of them is not stuffed on the board because we ended up not needing the third one. Uh, oh, okay. And then and, and good old, I don't know if you guys know the name Scott Swayze. Uh, if yeah, you, if that name sounds to, familiar. Yeah, if you've been to the California Extreme, Scott's, mm -hmm. Scott's co comment was he's not making imitations, he's making forgeries. So yeah, I, met right. Scott, I met Scott, he was standing in front of a major oh, habit, he asked me to play it, and he watched me play. He was watching me, not the game. And finally I said, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I want to know where you give a funny look or you think something's wrong. Why? And he pulls the cabinet out, turns around, there's this little tiny FPGA board inside playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> here's the things here's the things it's doing correctly that it should do wrong and she said okay i'm going to put those errors in because he wanted it to be a forgery uh, <laughs> and he's the one who told me that we made mistakes in the hardware <laughs> that, that he had to add you know when he designed it he corrected them and had to uncorrect them basically uh, wow yeah, yeah you want to have what's your response to something like perfect, that where you know, okay. i love it I absolutely love it. Well, you want to make it so nobody can tell because that's what he said. There's, there's issues like that, like, you know, where, you know, even people say like with Dragon's Lair, it's like, well, the screen doesn't go black when I play it now, but in the arcades it did, yep. you know, and, and that's sort of the same kind of idea that, you know, yeah, you could take those imperfections out, but that's kind of what you want if you want to get something that's exact. That's part of you know, the charm. When you put it in your arcade nostalgia. cabinet, yeah, a, a replica. You want it to be exact or of course, else he says we people said, notice it. You know, one of the things was, you know, if you spun the wheel too fast, he would jitter because you would spin it faster and the processor could keep up with it. Keep so up he with fixed it, yeah. that and it worked really well. And I said, no, that's not right. <laughs> that's not to do that. It has this bug. And so he put it back in. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, wants to, he wants to do Black Widow, Major Havoc, uh, Space Duel, 
uh, tried to, uh, Tempest. He wants to do a Gra- bunch of games. Have one Avatar. Gravatar. Yeah, he wants one board to do them all and, and do them well. And yeah. I think he's going to get there. And then Scott said he'll build cabinets. So, you know. You wanna... No Lunar Lander? <laughs> no, it's, it's color, but he could probably do it in black and white. It's, it's not much different. Just put a filter over your monitor. <laughs> Some, uh, <laughs> Just a little uh, screen on it. Yeah. Gel. <laughs> a little gel. Yep. A little removal filter. <laughs> I still say Lunar Lander has one of the coolest unique oh, control the schemes with yeah. that giant thing yep. that you move forward. Was that so oh. fun as a kid? Doing that yeah, it's a, it's a That's about as close to the last Starfighter <laughs> as you're going to get. Yeah. It's big speaker in the bottom though for the bass too. It was like that, that rumble would just rumble that kick that cap. There, yeah. that, that, there was a problem with that um controller though, because the spring uh they got right. because uh, a little kid was watching his his brother play and he had his chin up on the, on oh, the no. control panel oh. and the guy crashed and let go of the the, the throttle and slammed the kid back and he lost a bunch of teeth and Oh, they had problems no. with the original steering wheels because people would spin them really fast and go to grab it and hit, put their hands in where the spokes were. Yeah. They cut your hand, your hand pretty Yeah, well. your finger goes in the hole and breaks it or something. That's why <laughs> later wheels were like solid cones so you couldn't put your finger through them. Mm. <laughs> I know you don't think about that stuff when you're you know, well, building they, your prototype. They, they, you also can't fix stupid. <laughs> oh, but the lawyers can benefit from it. Yeah, <laughs> they they they're lips. about the only ones, aren't they? <laughs> Dave Steuben, one of the managers there, uh, he he knew how to fix that. Like he was always the like I, I and I remember two things very vividly. They came out with this new coin door design, and <laughs> yeah. the guy was bragging about it that you can't be kicked in. And David reels back and puts his foot right through the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. The was they were doing this race car cockpit, and I don't remember what game that was for. Dave Steuben was about six four and about three hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and there was a like looked like a place where you put gas in the top of the car. And and they said, oh, no one can take that off. And Dave goes, whack! And it's just flying across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. That's a fun That's, job. You know, it's like, and he just like stand there with a grin on his face. You know, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was your QA, right? <laughs> he was sort of built in QA of the hardware. Yeah. He, he was he was a brilliant engineer too. He did he really well. was. Yeah. I think he's one of the he's the one who took the door down at Pebble Beach, right? The door jam, not the door. The whole door. The door and the jam. Like, yeah, we got thrown out. <laughs> Someone had locked him into his own room and he just leaned into the door and took the jam and everything right down. That was a crazy time. I remember somehow the co- glass coffee table got bro- broken. That was Something Chicago. Like- it was yeah, a wood frame, yeah. And and it was it Gene Lipkin that came with a plate and went to put it down the table and let go, and it just fell through to the floor because there was no glass. There. <laughs> yeah, some of the Chicago things- is more tolerant than Pebble Beach. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in Chicago that will never get you know revealed to. Are, are we talking about the bed on the balcony? <laughs> but that was that was up at Sonoma Mission Inn. I thought yeah, that was in yeah. Chicago. No, Chicago was the ice swan in the bed. <laughs> and the drip circuit I stuck and in. And the, the drip circuit. <laughs> wow. I made a little circuit that went just randomly. 
and we put it into the pinball game that was going to be in his room, and it would, it would randomly <laughs> something start this drip noise. This is Frank Lou. We always picked on Frank Lou, who was the head of sales. And it was in the game, right? So I, we just hooked it to the speaker. So if we used the speaker that was in the game, and it would stop, just drip for a while and stop. <laughs> the weird part is that I got stopped at the airport because I was carrying this electronic circuit and two big dry cell batteries. <laughs> yeah. And they wanted to know why I was carrying this on the plane. <laughs> well, it's for my Walkman. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're those, they're, they used to call them alarm batteries. They're about that big around, about that long. They have two screw tabs on the top. Radio Shack sold them. Yeah. Radio Shack sold yep. them. Yeah. They were re- they'd last a long time. And they used them in all the movies for drawing bombs. So, right, exactly. <laughs> so that happened to me twice because when I had, a, when I went to Japan on a trip for Atari, you're supposed to take gifts. And so Mark said, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. And they, they gave this big box of wrapped gifts. They didn't tell me what was in the box of wrapped <laughs> gifts. And, it, oh, and I carried perfect. them on and it went through the scanner and it was these round stone clocks and golf balls. So it looked like three round circles and a little clock mechanism. <laughs> that did not go over well. They stood Uh-oh. there and they unwrapped like six or seven of them to make sure they were all the same. Were they expecting Atari stuff? No, there was. It looked. I the guy let me look at it. It looked like a timer and a bomb. Like a bomb. (laughs) Like seriously, did you didn't tell me what was in that thing? I would never have carried that if you had told me. Makes you even more suspicious. Yeah, I. They then of course stupid answer, right? Who packed this? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> you pack your own luggage. <laughs> Nobody ever says that, right? I, I, oh, this was given to me by my marketing team. Today. The bank was dropped and I picked it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, they asked that same question at the check-in. Is this all your stuff and did you pack your luggage? Who's mm-hmm. going to say no? Right. I can't right tell why. So we're going to do a cavity search. <laughs> Oh no, I got the stuff this guy just walked by and handed to me. <laughs> hey, it's not a lithium battery. Would you please just take this on the plane with you? Yeah. Hand it to me yeah. later. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, gullible. <laughs> well shit. Hey, it's, it's 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 about that time, I think. Yeah, you guys ready to wind it wind it I think wind it up. I, I'll, I'll I say that one, one, one comment that someone made on, um, on, on Clove, um, in when we had posted about doing this chat, uh, said something that I think a lot of people completely agree with, which is he, um, this is Brent Radio, and he asks if you can please tell each of you, uh, thank you for helping really make his childhood. So I <laughs> yeah, we all kind of feel that way. Yeah, doing it for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss the the little part afterwards. No. There were some not good times. You know, it's for a lot of three minute experiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a different type of engineering environment. The second most fun ninety seconds three I ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, until yeah. I got to be a grown up. <laughs> then I went to I four mean, minutes. <laughs> there were project deadline stuff things that you would work. I mean, I remember on Havoc working like four days a night straight yeah with mark and i just sitting in the lab 
people and like Dave Toyer kept bringing us in food because he was in the same lab we were in. Uh, you mean you weren't just sitting in a hot tub? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up? There too. <laughs> Come on. I think I lived in the Marble Madness lab for nine months. We did set off the burglar alarm though because Toyer brought in these speakers that were probably six feet high. Oh, yeah. And he stuck oh, them on yeah. the shelf. And at about eight o'clock at night, he would just crank up, you know, uh, uh, this music and it would be big bass beats and stuff. And it turned out it rattled the, the sensors that looked for glass breakage. And so we like oh, walked shit. out one place and these police are shining lights through the window. The <laughs> What's going on in there? And we had no idea that it was doing that. It'd just be like, oh, everybody God. knows. Exactly. No, but was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not that. <laughs> he was playing, uh, what was it called? Men Without Hats? Men with uh, Safety Dance? Safety Dance. Yeah, he there played music really, really loud. But, so but even if the alarm went off, you could you never Your really had a death march until you worked for Rick Moncrief. Though. I'm sorry. I did work for Rick Moncrief. He's the king of the death march. Yep. The golf simulator, we went through a couple of those. Yeah, I, the Army Battle Zone thing was three months lost of my life, just gone. That's a game I wish we could have sold. Was yeah. The golf simulator, actually. Oh, we were I was like an Army Battle Zone. Yeah. We did this yeah. very cool thing where you oh, hit wow. a, a golf ball. A, a vector 3D golf game. No, it wasn't Vector. I must admit, it wasn't. It was a laser disc, and oh, that's probably even better. Started, so it was hit. You hit a real golf ball into a net, and it was a projected screen behind it. Yeah, and they it, had that. Not the, yeah, and yeah. So shit, that was the ahead joke of its was time. that we said, you know, well, of course, you know, people are going to want to play all the greats, so you're going to need to send us over to Ireland and Scotland to record <laughs> golf. <laughs> we yeah, could so of all this stuff. Photograph all these golf courses. <laughs> Have to play them two or three times to make sure we got all the. Pictures. There you go. Properly <laughs> simulate them in the game. Yep. <laughs> we did. We did get permission to shoot the Las Gatas golf course. They closed it for an hour so we could do that. So wow. you stand, you shoot one picture, then you go out and you shoot three, then you shoot five, and do, like you keep going wider as you go out. And so the game was, you hit the ball, we calculate where it would drop, and then you would get to that spot on the golf course and hit from there again. And you oh, used a real cool. club and a real ball, which everybody thought was like really stupid. <laughs> yeah, and now everyone and now people the 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 big nuts have the projectors and the yeah, and they're and they're actually I have a friend yeah. of mine that's always yeah. like that, and I think he's nuts. But so there was they would have, they would have a stack <laughs> of laser discs, and you'd pick the golf club you want, and you drop that into the unit, and that golf oh, sweet. Gabby wants to all let right. you guys My know nine iron, that uh, going in. Yeah. she wants to say thank you all for your hard work and all you did. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Make such amazing games. So if you if you oh, actually that the can find game? that, there is a lesson in there about the about how to get out of the sand trap. Is this the one? <laughs> oh, no. This was totally a joke. We hired these guys to show lessons so we could analyze your weight shift and everything. So we really wanted to make it a trainer. And in the on this disc, there's one where he talks about how to get out of the out of the the uh, impossible shot out of a impossible sand. shot. And it, the guy did it with a straight face, and we just laughed our ass off when we he saw what he did. Keep going forward. <laughs> Here's how you hold the stick. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think you shared your audio though. There's a checkbox. No. Well, you don't need the audio. It, the visual. The audio. Just just show it. Right. Hi, I'm I, Troy McClure. This is not it, but you have to find yeah. the one. It's closer to the end, I think. Yeah. Where he shoots out of the golf. That might yeah, be it right yeah, here. Yeah, keep I'm going. getting closer there. No, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. 
this guy had was so it was so serious there's one where the ball gets he puts the ball up underneath the lawn on the lip of the uh of the uh there yeah. it is. That's the one. So that's what the ball oh. is. And he's going to tell you how to do this. So this is the, the random lesson that would come up. And this oh, guy is just like dead face. Look at him. He's dead serious. So I can tell you, okay, you've got to plant this foot here. You put the other one up here. You get a really good, get your foot in really good. Now he's going to talk about how to grab the club and you choke up a little bit. You turn the face open and you, this is you how you make the shot. The ball and take I'm hearing out. stereo almost here. This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> this is, how you make is this, this where he goes, I'll have six way. of those and six so more so orange balls. Yeah. Watch how he makes this I know shot. you are, but what am I? What? <laughs> <laughs> he did that straight faced all the way through. It just oh, <laughs> all right. That's a great Is that guy wearing gloves? Closer. Yes, golf gloves. Golf, golf gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Golf gloves. Yeah. That's candle. Yeah. So the whole idea mm. was so clearly, you, clearly, I golf all the time. Every time you hit a golf shooter, ball, you, get a, you could get a lesson. Shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will That's say, awesome. you know, all these guys, except for Flanagan, except for, and also last year, usually come up for a, a little golf tournament I run up in oh, yeah. the foothills here. Yeah. Some of here. us don't play golf. Yeah. You come up come anyway. I don't need that aggravation, Ed. Go up and heckle them. Bring the golf cart and drink the beer. Yep. There you go. I was supposed to be the beer guy one year, but then I didn't get to do that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I want to... I was gonna uh, everybody. Thank, thank you, Ed. Live, we're gonna. We're, this is good. Wrapping it up. So uh, everyone, thank you for for tuning in. This has been, been a complete to pleasure. Have all you guys. Yeah. Well, thanks again for uh, wrapping up or getting all these guys together. We would, yeah, yeah, and we yeah, would. Thanks, Lewis. We would love to have you guys yeah, back. Yeah, of course, um, this is always a, a hell of a lot of fun, and it was we'll great hearing away. you guys tell stories. We'll keep the link and just pop in occasionally. You could just yeah. well, the link. That's the thing, though. That's the thing. The link doesn't change yeah. from week to week, so so you can pop in anytime. <laughs> Come in and hear the story of Radical Bear. I, I I think we could say you guys have an open invite, and you could show up whenever you want. Thank you. Uh, and if you're if you're gonna take the time to go into the IRC or the YouTube chat, you better come in here. <laughs> oh, now you tell me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love to lurk in the IRC chat. It's so <laughs> I go in every time with a different name now too. So. Well, thanks everybody for, for coming. Yep. We really Thank appreciate you your time and, and everything. It's great to hear these stories. Thanks all the viewers. Thank you. Yeah, no, good question. Walking down the street, everybody boys and laughs.